Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League. The We are finally back in action for LCS edition as LCS is kicking off this week, and there's a ton of good news. Uh, I personally saved the LCS. I believe that's how this works. I get full credit for uh, this thing continuing to exist. Mark Zimmerman is here, my constant co-host. Mark Zimmerman, how's it going, Mark? Good. I also saved the LCS because the teams have different scrim setups. There was some drama around that. There's drama around Champions queue. There's... Um, uh, I was thinking I about all the guess. positive things you're you're bringing us down. Well, no, I'm saying I saved it, but there's still drama around it. Gotcha. The teams changed their schedule because I said, "Hey, stop doing that," and then they changed it. Yeah, you and I, honestly, we're doing a lot these days. I gotta say, we should become paired dictators of the LC of the whole North American scene. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, let us be the t like let Hotline League. <laughs> That's how that's how the, the LCS is going to run. Mark and I will run it, and we will run it from Hotline League as a platform. People can call in with their complaints or suggestions, and then if we like them, we decide if we're going to implement them or make the changes. We, we run a Twitch poll after you, you petition it. It's like democracy. Yes. And then we and might just still like shut democracy, you down because we are dictators. If you gift subs or bits, you will have an increased chance of getting your will. Capitalism meets democracy, which to be fair is already how it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With super PACs and whatnot. Anyway, we're going really into uh, some, <laughs> this is how we're starting the show. Uh, we have a guest here uh, who is a newly minted LCS caster. Rafa, welcome to the show. First time you're on. Well, you called in previously. Yeah, back in 2018. Uh, Holy fuck, during, I don't remember that. Yeah, we were, it was right before the G2 RNG quarterfinal. I called in, my microphone was super scuffed, and I basically said G2 will beat RNG. Uh, and, and then Mark Z and, and Nero had to talk me down from my super copium takes and be like, okay, but really Rafa, like, do you realistically think this is going to happen? And I was like, yeah, I think if they play a one, three, one style and dismantle Uzi from being able to scale and hyper carry always in the late game, then they'll win. And did I not believe, uh, you were, you were kind of lying with me and Nero was not a believer. He thought G2's macro was total dog shit. And uh, and then he admitted fault when G two won. He's like, "All right, where, where's the caller that uh, called us out? Like, we need to accept defeat." So I, I don't remember this at all, but I do remember thinking that after that group of death where RNG was losing the C nine and and Vitality, I was like, "Why not?" I, I don't know. I don't know what I said during that call, but I'm I'm glad I. It doesn't look so bad looking back on it. <laughs> you were like reasonably thinking. I mean, maybe you know, more yeah, on the middle yeah. middle ground. This might be the longest a scam train has ever gone, just as a random aside. Okay. Uh, Keep so it going, NACL fans. Yeah. Rafa, thank you for joining the show. We're going to learn a little bit more about you in just a second, because I'm sure a lot of folks who haven't been paying attention to Academy or whatever it's called now, Challenger. It was Challenger, then it became Academy. Now we're back to Challenger. Back to Challengers. I can't, I can't even Salt keep League. up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will want to learn stuff about you before you show up this weekend, but we have a little bit of, of keeping bookkeeping to do. So one, want to give a shout out to Grubhub and Alienware for sponsoring the show. We will shout, or we will talk more about them later. We'll shout about them later. Next up, we have to do the normal thing where Mark talks about stuff that he has watched recently or, or played recently. 
And the great news is I actually have a lot to, to bring to this conversation for once. I think it's a good week then because I didn't have as much because we dog sat uh, Murphy, which is uh, uh, one of Ashley's co-workers' dogs. So I, I didn't get to the theaters this week, unfortunately. The dog I watched some movie. I can't remember. <laughs> you hated that dog, dude. Mark, uh, Mark brought me for a walk. He's like, you want to go walk this dog with me? I was like, sure. And then the dog would not walk. He barely got it to my apartment. Couldn't even get it to the front of my apartment. It's like a block away. And the dog refused to walk, so we just walked back to his apartment and we, stood out in front of it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. I'd have to ask Ashley what we watched this okay, weekend. Okay, so well, I know something you watched. Movie. You and I both started The Last of Us. Oh, she's letting him know. The Fablemans. That's what we watched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it was good. I, I liked it a lot. But Anyways, but go ahead. You and I both started The Last of Us. I'm now I've watched the first two episodes and uh, I really liked it. I don't normally like spooky stuff. I've I've I you know when you watch it with somebody it's helpful. Whoa, fucking spoilers. It's a spooky show? Uh, I didn't know. Here's here's my assessment on The Last of Us. My favorite thing about The Last of Us. It does not take 3 episodes to go anywhere. Every fucking Whoa, show. spoilers. You and I have talked about, about this before pacing? where I feel like every show they're like eight episodes, and it takes the first three episodes for anything to happen. They start the very first episode, and at the end, they drop some like mysterious question, like Lost style. And then like they spend the next two episodes trying, like hinting at what this could be, and then all the action takes place in the final like four or three episodes. Uh, Last of Us it just goes. It just goes, and I love that. It was great. So, big fan. Yeah, um, uh, Rafa, what, do you are you a big movie TV? Like, what's your what's your for funsies? What do you do? Uh, movies, yes. Uh, TV shows, I don't have as much time. But I did start watching Last of Us, and I never played the game. I know the premise of it vaguely, but that opening sequence, like without spoilers, oh man, that yeah. yes, that shit hits hard. Yes, holy. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's I if you have 8 episodes in a season, do not wait until the 5th episode to start per, like pushing the storyline forward. Um uh, yeah. so I love it. I, it's it's so true. Like just looking back at Rings of Power is like when was the moment I was supposed to start caring about these characters and for Joel it's like 10 minutes in, 15 yeah. minutes in. Whenever that whenever that went down, you know, you're like Oh wow! I now under feel so bad for this dude, and then of course immediately you're getting character progression payoffs throughout the rest of the episode as yes. you see like what it's done to him in the future and like how his relationships are shaped by it. Immediately you're like, oh, oh, good writing. I almost yes. forgot TV could do this. Yes, because it's yes. not TV. And I and I was just like drawn in. Like there's so many shows. I think the Marvel shows in particular are very guilty of this, even as as I've liked them, where you're just like you watch the first episode and you're like, oh okay. I guess I'll watch the second because, like, that was not bad and it was, like, remotely interesting. Whereas, like, 10 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, this is great. So, anyway, highly recommend Last of Us. Um, the other thing I finished this week, Mark, or I started, well, I started a little bit, but I watched almost all of and finished Wednesday this week. And I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. About time. You going to learn the TikTok dance? Yeah. The Lady Gaga song poggers anyway rafa, what have you done this week <laughs> yeah rafa what can you bring to show and tell um mostly it's just been putting up shit in my room oh yeah because you guys just, just moved there's a new yeah. caster house right yeah the casa the caster uh 
here. Uh, I'm not going to dox myself and the rest of us, but it's me, Cubby, and Joshi, two other uh, Salt League casters. Uh, we moved in a couple weeks ago, and poor Josh has been waiting on his stuff like until two days ago. Like he has not had his stuff because the moving company from Seattle griefed him and ghosted him for the past several days. Every time it would call in, it's like, "Hey, where's my where's my stuff?" And they it would either go to voicemail or they would say, "You know what? We'll call you back in thirty minutes." And he would just never get a call back. And he tried to look up legally, like, "Can I sue them or anything?" And it's like, "Well, the contract says they have within thirty days since when you set up the moving date to like put your stuff in." And they just never contacted him until last friday and they said hey we got your stuff we can't come into your street though because it's really thin so you have to come to us or we're gonna put it in like a storage locker and you're gonna have to pay 500 dollars per night and so docs the storage company what was the storage company nobody should ever name use and shame we're big name and shame i have here. no idea but i'm happy to ask josh when he comes home because he went out for a bit and uh we can all shame this moving company for how atrocious they were okay skit right, idea skit idea I think the LCS should do something because you guys are all pals. You're all there. You know, you've got NACL and LCS stuff. Skid idea. Do a video about you guys all living together where it's uh, you are like big timing them and telling them they have to do all these chores and stuff because you've now made it into the LCS. These guys, and they ego. are stuck in challengers. And so it's like, yeah, when we moved all in together, we thought that it would all be equal. Then Rafa gets this promotion and his head gets all big. And yeah, I think that that's a good, that's a good video. It's something that we've been contemplating on the NACL broadcast that uh, Kangas has been pushing. Like Rafa, you should just ego us more like on the air. And we'll just be like, man, this, this Rafa guy, he gets LCS one time. And now he just treats the rest of us like dog shit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where that ends up. Well, whenever right. it well, eventually comes to, to fruition, know. I will, take full credit anyway sorry go ahead mark of course i was gonna say what about what about like drama in the house what what is there there's gotta be some like is someone just extremely messy does someone do extra damage in the bathroom like what's the what's the gossip going on mm, mm -hmm. i i could destroy someone's entire career right do now. it do it it's for the views we have <laughs> three thousand people watching oh the people want to know you mm, mm. all right well Cubby will have to get me back. This guy, after Taco Bell or Chipotle, drops <laughs> massive nukes in the house, and you can hear it everywhere, literally from all corners of the apartment. Me and Josh are honestly impressed at this point. It is just crazy, crazy. Let's but you know what, on. Cubby? On, on, <laughs> on the flip side, Cubby is the most clean in the house and, like, cleans up after everything. So, you know, there's... It's like a guilty conscious thing exactly it's like damn like you know i'm causing world war three with you know post taco bell chipotle farts and then it's like all right i will make sure everything in this apartment is spot clean you know all right well anyway i uh, knew travis travis is a huge poop humor guy i knew this would go over well yeah let's <laughs> let's move on the uh the one uh the one other show and tell thing i have is for any cosmere fans out there i have a uh Cosmere shirt on today that I just got this past week. Did you did you get that yet, Mark? Uh, yeah, I got it like uh, last week, I think. Actually, oh, I even, I don't you know. know. We could have we could have been matching. Anyway, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, hey, Rafa, why don't you do a big old intro for people who know absolutely nothing? 
Yes. Like how old you are, where you came from, your history. I mean, like I watched that video you had, but uh, mm-hmm. for people who might might have missed that on Twitter. Sure. Uh, hello, I'm Rafa. I became a fan of League of Legends 10 years ago when I was in high school. I'm now 27, and I started casting five years ago. I thought I was going to be a pro player, and then I realized I didn't have the solo queue grind mentality and couldn't escape, like, low diamond, high plat. So I was just like, all right, well, I I can't deal with solo queue, but I want a way to find a way to be, like, relevant in esports or just pursue something that I love, and... I got into casting and just like through amateur community discords, uh, amateur leagues, eventually just grinding and meeting a ton of people along the way. I went from like nobody to academy, collegiate, wild rift esports for a bit, and now we're here in LCS. So that's that's five years in a nutshell. Wow, quite pog. What? What did it mean for you, or when did you find out you were going to be on the LCS broadcast? When? Yeah. Like, what? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, yeah, was it like last year exactly? Yeah. A week so, ago when the announcement um, hit? Um, I, I got the official call in November. So, two weeks after World Finals had concluded, uh, right before Thanksgiving, uh, I got a message from LCS asking, hey, are you free later this week to talk about your plans for 2023? And immediately I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, because I, I I could say like, oh, that's the big call, but, but I didn't want to get myself hopeful. And we had heard rumors about like, oh, you know, like they might want to do some changes for next year, but we, we knew nothing was confirmed, right? So I I literally scheduled the calls, like, can, can we have this ASAP? Because this is going to give me anxiety. And I couldn't sleep that night. So I wake up the, the next morning. Uh, I have the call later in the afternoon. And uh, I sit down with them over, like, a video call. And I just say, hey, I'm going to be blunt and straightforward. What is this about? I, you know, I just, I just want to get to the bottom of this. So... They asked me about how did I feel my year 2022 was, and I told them my about my two proudest moments, casting Proving Ground Finals in the LCS studio and playing Silver Scrapes live, which, for those that don't know, uh, I composed a instrumental rock version of Silver Scrapes, uh, and I did it remote for one of the games. That's just like a funny bit. But then everyone on the show loved it, and there we all talked about, okay, how can we do this live at Proving Grounds? And so we had to wait for like a game five. We didn't get a game five until the very last series that I cast is they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's send it. And so I played Silver Scrapes live. Uh, It was really fun. It was really awesome. Uh, And that moment was kind of like just, it was just legendary that I had been able to take music, something that I've done all my life, and then marry that with my love for esports. And then the other big proud moment was going to Singapore and casting the Wild Rift Esports Global Championship, a.k.a. their Worlds, and then I got to cast the World Final. And that gave me the confidence to, or like validation, that I could be entrusted to tell the biggest stories on the international stage. So that's what I told them, and I said that I think this is my best year and best representation of like who I am as a caster and what I can offer to the pro space. And they told me, we couldn't agree more, and that's why we want you to join the LCS next year. When they said that, it didn't click. Like, I, I thought, like, 
they said something else. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have you guess next year, you know, have some tryouts or something. But then over time, as they were discussing the schedule, I was like, Wait, just just to clarify, like, how often do you want me on? Do you like, you know, twice a split, three times a split? You know, how's this? Gonna, <laughs> and they said, no, 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 no. We want you on at least every week. And and then I just got really emotional. I I like I was crying a bit and I was just like, oh, shit. And I'm, we're just trying to get through the call. But man, that was that was one of the best days of my life. Just just receiving that news. And now you have to go work on LCS, where you'll become jaded and sour like everybody else within the first six months. <laughs> How was was it? Was it your first on-site meeting day today? Actually, this this dude brought his guitar, to, or like not not guitar. I don't know what that was. It was like a little a ukulele. A ukulele? Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't know what uh, the the pitches were going to be today, but I I've I have loved working with uh, Julian Pastry Time uh, ever since uh, we casted Horizon Cup, which was the first international event for Wild Rift back in November 2021. And I, I just felt comfortable to just always like pitch things to him. And I said, hey, if there's like, if there's anything you want to run off the cuff right now, I brought this, uh, you know. So obviously we didn't film or do anything because we had other plans, but uh, we're, we already like pitched like four or five different things musically that we want to do like i don't know which is going to see the light of day but i'm really excited that he's like entertaining all of it and he's like okay i'm going to see if we can make this work or if we can find a spot for x and y just so. just to warn you because i'm here to manage your expectations the answer sure. in usually ends up being no there is we cannot make this work uh, et cetera, et cetera. this is this is my understanding any any bright travis wet blanket gafford Strikes again. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I I'm just glad that like they are entertaining it, and even if it doesn't like actually go through, I'll do it on my own, and yeah, I'll yeah. just you that's know, the that's the secret. That's the secret. Um, that from, that is the secret sauce, indeed. Actually, yes. for for almost all content, just just fucking do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ready to get into the show, Travis? Yes, yes sir. I feel let's like do it. okay. Well, let's let's figure out the. The, the news beats for callers. So we have uh, the time change. It's now 2 instead of 12. We have... That was, that was last week, dude. No. Mark, remember we couldn't talk about it on the show even though it was dropping the very next morning. Did Oh, God. Was it that? I don't even remember. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Because okay. I told you I did the interview. Yeah, and I was dude, like, well, we can't, out of whack. can't do anything until then. Okay. And then... We have uh, the games actually kicking off. We have co-streaming announcement. We now know a bunch more co-streamers that are coming in. We know all the talent that are on the LCS. We There was something else that was really big. Oh, we know where Spring Finals is now. We didn't know before. That's in North Carolina. We know... Oh, and then the last thing. This is breaking news as of three hours ago. The TSM news. You, I don't think you heard about this part. Did oh, is this, this the January news? I don't know it. He Reggie posted because there was a third of people annoyed, and he said it looks like it's going to be March news now. A fucking course, it's going to be March news. <laughs> and then when we get to March, it's going to be like uh, June. Sorry, guys. And then people will just forget it. For months, we've been waiting for this January news, and um, now it's March news. Thoughts, Mark? I feel like what are your what are your I feel like it's, 
I don't know. I feel like it's like a, a Ponzi scheme of hype, you know? <laughs> like, well, if you just get people, if the January people can convince more people that the March people that, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Champions Q drama, which you referenced earlier. Thank you, Horizon. Yeah. Uh, scrim block changes, which I don't know if anyone's officially discussed what that is. Everybody's just kind of like subtweeting it on Twitter. No, they, they talked about it. Who? Case talked about it. Okay. Some other people talked about it with okay. like, um, DeMonte kind of responded to some other people and, uh, there was something about, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's somewhat public, but in case people are confused. But that's what's weird. There's not been a formal also. presentation of this. You know what I mean? It's well, but like, like who... Who would be a person to formally talk about it? Any team owner, the- any GM, any coach. The play. You know what? Who the players' association? Demonte is a coach, and he he talked about it. Did he say like, "Here's the deal," or was he just like re- adding people or whatever? He responded to someone criticizing Champions Q. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You have to go into a Twitter thread to find this news. But what do you think? Like, what do you Mark, think this explain, news is going to look like? Like the, like, the, the NAPL, like the NAL uh, Players Association is going to do it. Like, sure, anyone. It's you and me, bro. You're where are the fucking people that, okay, that okay. talk about it? Then break the news, Mark. Let's let's break it down. Well, what we just it? recorded it on the dive. We talked about it for like two, like 15 minutes. So you guys, you guys can watch the dive for for your official. Give news give the guys. rundown so that people can can call in if they feel like it. I saved the LCS. We're back to two blocks. Um, two blocks? Or scrims. Three? Yeah, two, two blocks of three for scrims instead of one okay. block of five for games. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it received some pushback. Some players don't like it. There's been conversations about uh, not wanting it. It came down to a vote. The teams voted on it. It was very close. Um, you know, there's it was divisive. And... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it'll stick around, but at least right now a bunch of teams are, are doing it. I think it's it's the staple. And so previously, for those that don't know, you would play. Oh yeah, Artemis also talked about what it is and and the um, uh, potential like problems with it and things he would like to see tweaked in the future. Artemis had a video. So ultimately, what it was before was you every day teams would play against one other team for five games. Now they are going to play in two blocks. Uh, against two different teams. So, and you said it's three games, three and three? Three games. I'm pretty sure it's actually the same team, which was a little surprising to me when they said that. It kind of defeats or one of the benefits of it, which is just like more expos play styles and matchups and stuff, which uh, I don't know if that's universally true or if that was just like one person telling me that, but uh, I, I heard it's the same team right now. Oh, that's lame. It is very lame. I agree. I don't like that. I, you know what, guys? I, I, don't get excited about LCS this year, okay? They're only going to scrim against one team every day. You know, it's it's all over. Back back to twenty. 20 I mean, 25. like some some of the complaints I heard too. Like I understand it's like a shift for some players who never grew up on like the two to three blocks yeah. or two blocks of three that I had. But like that's that's what we did. That's what like the East does, and like a lot of people are like, I think a, a shock to them that's not the noon to five block where yeah, like I don't know. I, I, have, I don't have too much sympathy for people who find it, like, tiring and difficult. I agree it's not as easy as the other block, but, like, practice should not be measured by ease. It should be measured by, like, what you're getting I, out of it. I, I know what DeMonte meant, and so I'm not trying to blow him up for it. But it is very funny because in that thread he's like, listen, these days are really long. They have to do 11 – what did he say? 11 a.m. to 8 p.m.? It's like a nine-hour day with one with uh, one of those hours being a lunch, so eight about eight hours of working. Um, and I'm like, 
Well, so he said that's minimum. Uh, yeah, that yeah, people yeah. are doing solo queue. So it's just I, I not the best way to mess. It's like ultimately what it sounds like you're saying is we've got these long ass eight hour work days. <laughs> With, uh, with like, a fat break in the middle <laughs> that sometimes gets picked up by other meetings. Listen, yeah. I, 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 if you wanted to read it uncharitably, it did not read great. Though. I didn't think it was it was that bad. Yeah, yeah. And again, like I know, sometimes it goes longer. Like it is different. That's and it was within the context of why aren't they playing Champions queue? And so, well, and to be fair, that's the time they spent at the office. Most people go home and play more solo queue. So it's not like he's saying all they do is eleven to eight. It's like that's yeah. the structured scrim time, and then there's like right, unstructured. Right, right. It's solo just queue it's one class. of those things where like I do think that is an example of why it actually would have been smart for like the players' association or somebody to come out and be like, "Hey, here's what is changing for the LCS teams and the players and how they're practicing this year." Because otherwise, you've got this weird thing where like everybody's putting out their weird takes on it, and Demonte's saying we got to work eight hours every day. It's terrible, and like it's just it's um it's just a funny situation. Um, anyway. That's the stage for all of our calls, everybody. So call in about Since that we stuff. have a lot of new people here, I figured I would do the spiel. I haven't spieled yeah, in Yeah, do the spiel. All right, so the spiel is that this is actually a live call-in show despite the first half hour of it would fucking fake you into thinking. Uh, so if you want to go and get on the show, I just spammed the Discord link in Twitch chat. Go ahead, click that link. When you get there, join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2 voice channels. Mute your microphone when you get there. No mouth breathers, please. And then in the text channel up above in Pleb Topics is where you're going to write what it is that you want to talk about. Make sure to at me so I can see it. Um, whatever your take is, or if you have a question for Rafa, I think those are the kinds of things that we're, we'll be looking for. If I like your topic, I will pull you from the Pleb Calls area into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on the air. We'll do a quick mic check, of course, and then uh, you'll be in there. I already pulled a lot of people, but I will be uh, looking for a couple more to round out uh, towards the later end of the show. Very good. And if you are a sub, thank you for being a sub. First off, really appreciate it. It's going to be a, a tighter year revenue-wise, I think, for a lot of people, including TGI. So your subs are always very much appreciated. Did you get your budget slashed? I'll talk. We'll go on a walk. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> done, done, done. Well, it was nice, guys. No more blame game. Going to sell uh, that product to Again, subs are very appreciated, everybody. Um, Where's the Patreon? <clears throat> Maybe we bring it back. Um, okay. Anyway, Mark, you want to go grab our first caller? Sure. All right. So let's see. Thank you, by the way. Speaking of subs, to everybody who's gifted a bunch of subs, I, I, I'm going to – Oh, my God, Joseph Joestar, Sonic, It Me, Nolan, gifted subs, and, and as well gave one. Uh, I'm Elvis4. We got uh, Whoopley gifted a sub, Jezeline, Meshbeard, Yakomaniac, Fishy, Crayon, Tycho, Zushi, and Director Donuts, Shauna Tonin, Zachary GG, just waiting for Mark, Bandicoot, and Pyrenidia. There we go. What are you laughing at? No, I said Shauna Tonin. Uh, yeah, He's yeah. a friend. Long time, long time subscriber. 53 months. This message was here for Rafa. Love you, Mark. You're the best. Wait, so you're also Mark. So there's Kajrol. And yep. there's you. Yeah, so if I get invited for any international events, there's a possibility for Mark Squared. Or if Mark Z is also on the cast, then Mark Cubed. Oh, shit, Mark. Mark. 
I, I love this idea. Even even if it's just like one game and we just keep calling each other Mark, like excellent point, Mark, or be like, let me stop you there, Mark, and just nonstop. Yeah, nice, nice yeah. job, Mark. Yeah, excellent analysis, yeah. Mark. Yeah, it's gonna be a great fucking idiot. Idiot. Play, Mark. Honestly, <laughs> a con skit. content idea right there. All right, yeah, Arsh the is here. Arsh, where are you calling from? Uh, L.A., Santa Monica. Santa Monica. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um... Yeah, so I was going to say that people are really negative about the like LCS broadcast this year, um, especially people who aren't like core LCS fans, uh, because like of whatever, you know, the dashed controversy, the timing controversy. But I genuinely believe this is going to be the best the broadcast has ever been, and um, I'm really excited for it, and a lot of people are. Even wow. outside of my capacity to be like contractually obligated or like you know contractually excited for it i'm like genuinely really excited for it like i've been what for contract do you have to be excited about contract it? to like my i don't know i keep saying that like people shouldn't be doomer so it'd be really hypocritical for me to like be doomer about stuff without being like critical or interesting oh, okay. but i'm like genuinely really excited honestly i i do are people really that doomer right now i feel like after they change you? the time People started to feel better. I think in like core, sure. But like, I think people are still very um, unhappy with the dash changes and like don't understand because like it, it still does read like, you know, budget cuts as much as they will say it's not budget cuts. And as much as I don't like think it's budget cuts, um, people don't think that like this can work. I think even with the timing changes from 12 to 2. Um, the weekday still feels like a deprioritization from Valorant for a lot of people. Um, I just don't think that that's a good way of looking at it. I also know that's not true. Um, so, like, I think that the moves they're making towards, like, a new form of analyst desk that's, like, not really an analyst desk, um, like, actually trying to get other content in, having spoken to the people who are, like, trying to push for this. Um, this is the first time it feels like LCS is saying, we're going to make good content. And like, they have a track record of LCS 22 summer to like stand behind them for that. And they're actually like, you know, changing things. I, I'm very like, I think that innovation is really good. Yeah. I, I think that the whole idea that dash is a budget cut is just hilarious to me. Cause I'm like, again, like People don't understand that this product costs millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to operate. And like the budget, you would not be seeing a brand new studio if there no, were the brand new studios for Valor that daddy only cares about Valor. He doesn't care about league anymore. It's for Valor, not us. Yeah. I don't, I get that people Victim think that. Complex, but, um, I, think. I, yeah. So I don't know. I think that that's kind of weird. I, but I agree with you. I do think it's going to be a really good year for, the broadcast content wise, obviously there's the jury's out on what viewership will look like. I am a little worried with how little they've actually been promoting um, the fact that it's Thursdays and Fridays. So I, I expect that we'll see a couple of weeks where like, I expect viewership to be in the gutter the first two or three weeks, because the problem is there's not been very much promotion. And so the first couple of weeks of the LCS are going to be, what is the promotion of the fact that there's been a time and date change. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to get very hung up on that. And you're going to get a second wave of doomerism when everybody's like, oh, the, the viewership is bad. Normally, the first couple of weeks of the split are where things like start and then you get like a mid slump. I don't think yeah. that that's it might even stay like neutral or grow even a little bit as you get in the middle. But I, I'm excited for the changes that they're making to the broadcast. I think they're probably going to swing at some things and miss and you'll see some like 
I don't know, not great stuff that they do. I'm a little worried about the I not because of Dash. I am excited for more content that has Dash in it. I'm a little worried about like the show that they are talking about with Dash, going out and doing a bunch of random stuff with pro players and all that. I can see that coming across as weird. Um but I don't know. I think Trust overall I'm excited. Yeah, enough really enough out of you, Travis. Rafa, tell them why they're both wrong and that this is going to suck. Suck? Wait, what do you mean suck? <laughs> like their, their prediction is going to suck? Or Yeah, I think Mark is trying to say it's you, you we, are now the had, counterpoint. Yes, yeah, so this is how the, the show pump. works. Is, you know, like, we can't all agree, and so we've had two positive takes, so now you're going to play devil's advocate and explain why they're wrong and that LCS is going to suck. Yeah, LCS broadcast brand is brand new hire to the LCS. Hell no. What? That, what? That is an awful position to defend. Rafa, I'm... here, I'll let you, we'll give you this. You can bring your ukulele out if it helps. Uh, if it helps yeah. you explain You can that. make it sound very chipper <laughs> yeah. as you tell yeah, yeah, yeah. us why we're doomed. S Even sing if a song I sing, about why LCS it's doomed. not going to make it any better. Like, it, <laughs> it's... Just, I, we're I'm just kidding. Gonna, what What do you think yeah. is about... Yeah, what do you actually... Yeah. yeah, no, I... So, I definitely think that as, like, the way we handled the communication around it was a big flub, and had we gotten in front of the narrative and taken better control of it, then we could have had a more empathetic response from the community. Even if they didn't like the changes, at least we could have communicated better. Oh, you know, this is what they feel is best. But we just, we gave them nothing. And then, you know, it wasn't until after the holidays that we finally came back and we, like, reassessed everything. But regarding to the show, the show itself, just from what we have been pitching so far, I'm excited genuinely excited about the direction of where the lcs wants to go are we going to fuck up on some things yeah we have to fuck around to find out we need to try if this is <laughs> going to be like super funny or if it's going to be like super cringe you know like <laughs> it happens but we have plenty of weeks to figure that out and you know to all the fans that are going to be watching us you know try and take giant leaps of faith and fall flat on our faces we appreciate you if you still stick around afterwards. You know, it's all about just us trying things because, frankly, I think this is the time to just limit test and try things that the LCS was too conservative to do in the past. Like QD coming on for day one. Oh, is that where did that get announced? Is that on Reddit? Whoa. No, Mark, you just confirmed tweet. it. No, oh, I it just... was a leak. Hi, tricked him. Let's go. No, they, they announced. They no, announced they, it. they announced no, 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 no. that. They put it I'm on. I, I knew the announcement yeah. was supposed. To, the announcement was supposed to go out today. I knew that, so I figured it did. But I just haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah it went out. It went out on all the official channels. I, I'm excited okay. for it. I'll be there day one and two. So I was like, I get to see Cutie Center. I'm such a fan. I was like, let's go. Uh, uh, Thursday, Thursday sold out very quickly too, which is a good sign. I think tickets are still sold out so fast. Yeah. I think because the announcement, like, in, in the article, they hammed it up really hard. They were like, everyone who comes on Thursday will get free swag and a jacket and a picture with every pro player they want and, like, a million dollars. And then they said nothing about Friday. So Friday didn't sell out for, like, a week after Thursday. But, like, they okay. really hammed up Thursday. Rafa failed his assignment. So I will, I will have to take over and be the curmudgeon, I guess. Um... Here, here's the concern. I think I, I, so. After the announcement change happened, that was on Monday, I guess, and I was already committed to doing a bullion game on on power ranking, so I didn't get a chance to like share my thoughts on it. I talk about it in the dive a little bit, but um, 
my thoughts are that like I'm a little bit disappointed only in the sense that like we were sold this like data-driven approach. Everyone knows that there's like a golden hour when the entire Western speaking world is awake around noon or the majority of the Western English speaking world is awake around noon. And like, that's what like they were chasing a little bit. And it was like kind of bad for NA fans. And like, I'm very happy for NA fans now. Um, and like, there's a lot of people who can watch that couldn't before. And people talk about like the percent that are East coast versus West coast. And like, it's very heavily, it's like 70% or whatever towards central and East. Um, but I still think that that's probably less available than the weekend um, for, for most Americans and most Europeans. And now we've pushed later and we're like, I, I obviously prefer North American fans. <laughs> I think that they should be higher prioritized by a regionalized broadcast, but there's also a totally non-negligible portion of European fans where it's now starting at 10 or 11 PM. And so I feel bad for people who might've actually been LCS fans from other regions. Like Travis, you know how many people call in from this show from around the world and like i don't know if this is a good change for them even hey if much they're calling in on this show they can stay up that late yeah <laughs> I, like delphi was talking about how like east coast wise it's the end time for the broadcast is pretty late if you've got like let's say school or work in the morning on fridays yeah so it's 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 a little difficult just being in the week about having other commitments earlier in the day as well as potentially on on the next day which saturday sunday doesn't really have that problem um and then i think uh, the, the other concern is, is that like, because they never stuck to their guns about the, the data driven approach about noon is like, well, we never actually ran the experiment. Like I, I, I had, I, I voiced my, my reservations then about that time as well, but we didn't, we never found out, you know, to, to Rafa's point, we never fucked around. <laughs> um, so we didn't find out and we've already changed it. And so like, if this is not a good time slot, even though it is better for the people who like the, the point is that. This is better for a certain subset of North American fans, the majority of them probably, than noon at this day. But is it still better overall for the product? That I don't think is necessarily answered just because it's better for the core audience. Um, and I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm equally un, uncertain as I was before the time change, even if I know it, this is a big sentiment win. And I guess that makes me a curmudgeon. But like, I, I look at the product as a whole and I think there's still a lot of uh, questions about who, who is this time slot better for again? Uh, North American fans is the answer. Um, the, then, then the weekend? Oh, I see what you're saying. We don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's my point. Is that it, what is who is this? How is two p.m. on a weekday better than noon on a weekend? I think that is my my question that I'm left wondering because uh, we have abandoned the, the reasoning for noon for two. Listen, but we're still doing the. Best games. Mark Zimmerman wishes that you couldn't watch the LCS. That's what I'm getting from this. He's not a fan of this. <laughs> I change. hate North American he fans. It should start at 12 West Coast time. Uh, the no, I, I, these these are the things that I think you have to think about on a product level, and um, I, that's what I I think about for the long term health of the North American ecosystem. Not like I I think that these are just like questions that we'll we'll see the answer to. We we're now gonna see over the course of the couple of weeks travis also highlighted the communication of the changes like how much of that is just going to lag behind reality you know like i don't know it's, a, it's an interesting time uh i want to address something i saw in chat by the way which was this confusion about having cutie cinderella as a guest because i saw uh, yeah. other people talking about it on twitter um i i think there's i've been disappointed at the level of hostility that i have seen time and time again when Riot tries to bring anybody who's not like a 
standard a pro player North... or like a super pro coach, right. someone that doesn't play league at the highest level. If like, I was interested in growing LCS viewership, the place that I would start would not be somebody who literally everyone in the LCS already watches and cares about. I would go with people who have like a different audience who might be interested in like tuning in. Like the same thing happened with Lily Pichu and um, Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves. And then Saikuno. Sa yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to finish my sentence, but you finished it. Before. Sorry. I, you, wait, um, okay. So the, the thing is, I, I think it's just disappointing whenever I see this stuff happen time and time again. Um, and I, I think it's quite cool whenever, like, if Cutie, Cinderella, Ludwig, I don't know, uh, Hassan, uh, people want to come stop by the LCS studio and make appearances. I think that's cool. I think, I think Hassan should come on and I should be super pro capitalist and debate him. <laughs> I know fucking nothing great. about I socioeconomics. I know absolutely nothing. I'm extremely privileged. I'm ready to debate. Hassan on broadcast would be so funny. Next to Emily, he's like two feet taller than her. Yeah. A I also think people a underestimate a 1v1 for league for the future political system of the United States. <laughs> I also think people underestimate how much of a fan Kitty Cinderella is of League Esports. Like she she joined TSM originally because she was a huge like TSM League of Legends fan. She was like a Bjergsen fan, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Anyway, uh that's I just want to address that. But anyway, yeah, I do think that LCS will be quite good. I'm excited for it to kick off, and I'm hoping that uh Riot doesn't fuck this up. Hey, Arsh, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Um, shout out to the latest episode of the Anime Man podcast with uh, a certain special guest and Cubby. Um, Cubby was our far more favorite. We we got Rafa and Cubby for the episode, in case the joke didn't land, uh, before we knew that Rafa was going to be an LCS caster. So it was kind of funny because we were like, ah, we did not get two NACL people for the NACL episode. We got Rafa and his goodbye to the NAC, or semi-goodbye. But that was cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still on the NAC. Yeah, semi-half Not, not as involved, because he is, but yeah. He is still going to be on the broadcast. As we talked about on that episode, if you want to go uh, listen to it, it's on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It was really fun. Rafa, it turns out Rafa and Cubby are really good at making content. Who knew? Um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, this was fun. I Have a good one. Us. Yes. Thanks for the call. Catch you next time. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our first sponsor of the evening, which is Alienware. Thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring this show. I got in a great conversation today about their 34-inch QD OLED monitor that I'm using right now. I was talking about that Ooh. on Twitter. It is beautiful, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful monitor. Go check it out over at Alienware.com slash Travis. They've got amazing products over there. I am uh, going to be able to talk soon about my... Uh, new Aurora, which they're sending my way, it'll have a 4090 in it. So Hotline League this year, streaming out of a 4090. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. And all that stuff is fantastic for whenever we have to work on 4K. We're gonna video. turn on ray tracing. We're gonna have DLSS on. It's gonna have all the greatest gadgets and gizmos for streaming. If it helps your shill even more, Travis, I also am using an Alienware model, hey. 27 inches. And it is fantastic. Thank you, thank anywhere. you. And we're not paying him to say that. Yeah, uh, Mark, we're going to talk about using gizmos and gadgets and uh, and, and copy. That's uh, not approved copy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
not, I don't get messaging from them that's like, make sure you hit on the gizmos and gadgets. Uh, anyway, I think that's what Alienware wants to be branded as, a gizmos and gadgets company. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, anyway, so thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Please check them out in the description below. There's a link, alienware.com slash Travis. And if you purchase something through that link, some of that revenue gets kicked back to uh, us. So really appreciate Alienware for sponsoring the show and doing that for us. So thank you so much. Mark is off to grab the next caller. And uh, let's see. Speaking of revenue, we have Numi who subbed, Filthbunk gifted a sub, uh, Beans, Profit Guru, The Real Divert, and George Zulu. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Rafa, are you going to show up on Thursday or are you showing up Friday or both? Thursday. Okay, Thursday. so we'll see you on the broadcast on Thursday. Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, and are you, well, should we expect to see you not on the casting desk at times? Like, are you exclusively going to be casting the games? Uh, I would love to be involved with uh, whatever content segment shows that uh, we end up doing. Uh, as of now, uh, so far, my schedule has just me for casting, but we'll find out more later as the split goes on. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Basil here. Basil, where are you calling from? I'm calling from San Luis Obispo, California. San Luis Obispo. What do you want to talk about on the show? So my take is the new jungler for TL and the current reigning world champion in the jungle will not even be a top five jungler in the LCS this year. You want to elaborate? Uh yeah, I think it was just a really bad pickup that was supposed to generate hype and didn't really because he was one of the worst junglers in Korea, was constantly at risk of being benched. And then at Worlds, he was kind of dragged by his solo laners to the Worlds Finals where he missed multiple Barons and just had kind of an abysmal performance. Okay, so you're basically saying, hey, even though he won, this is, he was not actually good. And he's going to get exposed in the LCS. Yes, and it's also partly because I think jungle is probably the strongest role in North America. So you don't have we to have, rank them, but tell me who are the five that are going to be ahead of them. I think Blabber will. Closer, definitely. I think Speak is going to have a return to form. Santorin has been solid for like the past three years. And then... You need one more. One more. Oh, you know... Hmm... You're going to have to change it to he won't Contracts. be... Boom. Wait, no, Inspired. What am I talking about? He's the best jungler in North America right now. Okay. Okay. I will say, to be fair to the caller as well, he rattled off the first four better than most callers do when we do that that question. Yes. You know, we always ask, like, well, then who's above them? And usually they're like, oh! But he, he was on top of it mostly. Yes. Okay. So, Piosik about to get exposed. Mark, let's start with you. Okay, Rafa, go ahead. No, Mark. What? Rafa went first the last couple times. I want to hear from you. Yeah, you got to be more more clear about who you're talking to. I got confused. Um, one of you I has feel... another name. The other one is just Mark. I feel like Kyoshik is going to be one of these guys. You know how there's just like some players who you just cannot talk about because they have the biggest haters or the biggest lovers, and there's just no middle ground. I feel like Kyoshik's going to be that. There's the people who are convinced this dude was dragged to a 
like you know championship world championship there's people who think he's actually insane uh i i just feel like it's doomed to give a, a reasonable take but i'm gonna try i think his pickup for the people who go current world champion one of the best junglers in the world are going to be surprised that that's not the case i i do agree with basil a little bit here i think uh he's not like a kanavi he's not like this guy who split in split out is challenging for best in his role in the the championship or in, in his leagues and stuff um i do think he, he can be very good i think he has metas that he's incredible and in. obviously the the meta was great for him in this world. I thought his Hecarim play was very good. Despite what the caller said, I actually thought he had a pretty good world finals in terms of like game impact. The Baron smites aside, which were yeah, some of them kind say, of terrible. That's, the, that's the, the Baron smites, you're missing smites. I understand that that's like eye grabbing, and you're like, holy shit, what an idiot. But like, I think the rest of his games in those were actually pretty good. Were there not dragon was, smites too that he was? I think he was missing. Dragon. Yeah, no, his his smites were not good the entire series. It wasn't just the one Baron steal in game five too. I think there was like one in game one or two and then there was a couple dragon ones like yeah it's definitely problematic but he also had a really good series beyond that and i think he had a pretty good worlds run despite the fact that heading into worlds he was really struggling and i think he's just a streaky player um he is a slightly more carry oriented jungler and like there's metas that aren't great for him he seems somewhat confidence based and stuff like that so i think people who look at this pickup as like we got one of the best junglers in the world it's like situationally sometimes but probably not over the course of the year dude and for people who think he's just like his corpse was carried across the finish line he is legitimately good. like there are times that he is legitimately very very good so what about do you think he he can break top five i think i think he can break top five i think there's gonna be periods where um well i, I also think junglers are heavily dependent on how their team's doing because like people talk about oh pioshik looked bad in summer it's like you know who else didn't look that great like the rest of his fucking team, guys. <laughs> like <laughs> junglers, uh, I feel like live or die by their team sometimes. And the rest of DRX was not that fucking good. It wasn't like he was again some yeah. corpse getting dragged along. Yeah, like I, I know a lot of people will point to the fact that Juhan had to uh, sub in for a majority of the games that dragged DRX from what seventh, sixth place in the gauntlet that got them in as a fourth seed in the first place, but. If you ever get a chance to like check out the DRX voice comms and the content they do, they go, w go behind the scenes and they show like Pioche talking with his coach. In that final game five, it's all about momentum. It's all about confidence. And if I'm Pioche in that series, which is why I'm not a fucking pro player, if I get Baron stolen for me like multiple times that series, I'm like, oh my god, just just give me give me an easy jungler to pilot so I don't fuck this up, right? But he asked for Hecarim, and coach is, he's like, Coach, I think I can do this. I, I can carry with this pick. And yeah, they still lost the Baron to Gumayushi in that one moment, but his team was still there to emotionally support him. And so I think, like, Pioshik's success is all going to be dependent on how well the rest of Team Liquid have, like, a strong core identity of like who they're playing to and that is where i find a lot of my concern about is because i think summit is going to be the guy that team liquid are going to want to play towards but i don't know if pioshik has ever really played towards the top side of the map as often as he has for bot lane in the past yeah i think uh the, the team has an interesting identity where like you can see a world where core jj loves roaming top and him and yoshik and summit are all comboing together as like the three korean players obviously yon and harry can speak korean but just like 
they're the veterans. Maybe they'll, they'll have like a, a play style and the other two guys will have to be like more control players. I don't know. I, I think that like a lot of team liquid strength and struggles will uh, like will tie into Pioshik. Like it, it'll be like just a team that's kind of hard to diagnose what's going right or wrong, um, especially if like Summit <laughs> is getting boomed with his champ pool and like getting hard targeted again or whatnot. Like I feel like people are going to give him a lot of attention and probably just pick up the blueprint from last year and try to attack team liquid the same way that C9 Got destroyed by 100 Thieves in playoffs. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. Hey, thank you so much, Basil, for the call. Anything that you want to shout out? Uh, shout out Grubhub. I actually ordered them and I'm eating my dinner right now that was delivered by them. It was a lovely Taco Bell box. <laughs> Fantastic. Enjoy the Taco Bell. Yeah, oh. be careful. Yeah. One last thing. Yes. I would like to shout out the best idea that has ever been had on this podcast, which is Hotline Life, and you should bring it into the... So oh my lost, god, We Travis. lost the caller. Unfortunately, Unanimous they got support for Hotline Life, and you still fucking... Travis realized that he has nothing valuable to tell anyone about life lessons, and so that's why he's scared to, to do this show. We did a vote. People don't want Hotline Life. All right. Yes, they do. People don't know what they want until they experience it. You can't trust Spoken fans. like a true fans are sports leader. Okay. Uh, off mark goes to get the next caller. Rico Suave, thank you for the sub. George Zulu, Real Divert, thank you everybody for the subs. Rafa, how long have you been here for? When did you move? Uh, two Sundays ago. Two Sundays ago. Okay, so it's been about two weeks. How you liking yeah. LA so far? Uh, trying to park anywhere fucking sucks. That yeah. is pr- probably the the biggest reality check I've had to deal with coming from. Do you have a car? Or do you have like a off. truck or something? No, I I have a car, but okay. like, it's just I'm I I tried to pull up to a guitar center just before because we were trying to get extra microphone cables for a project we're doing tomorrow. But like, uh, I didn't know where to park. And so I'm like trying to Google Maps, like just public parking. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's no public parking anywhere. And so I had to like park in some back alley where it's had like a pu- uh, public parking pay meter. And so I just took the L and walked over to the Guitar Center. Wait, so you just I, had to uh, park it with a at a place where there's a meter? Yeah, but like I didn't know where they were. Like usually in, where, where I live in Utah, like you have open parking lot spaces for everything that you want. You know, yeah, I, I don't come from the city. Utah. All right. Cody, are here. you Cody. a Mormon? Cody, what are you? Hey. <laughs> Mark. What? what? Uh, just because like so much of the content that like we like we watch, we read Brandon Sanderson, we watch his podcast. I'm like, I feel like I, I'm always listening to Mormons. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Utah. Yep. Cody. Uh, yeah. Let's let, let's let Rafa's <laughs> personal spiritual beliefs not be a topic on this show. Wait, Cody, where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Washington D.C., but I did grow up in Utah for the first 22 years of my life. Let's go! <laughs> are I you a Mormon Utah. too? Okay, are we listen. Mormon. Mormon on the show uh, right now. Let's <laughs> let's Cody. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right. My take is that LCS and LOL Esports in general are whiffing on a softball for increasing viewership by doing less drops slash giveaways this season. Uh, my, I'll run through the bullet points real quick. Uh, on your, in your interview with John Needham, he said basically players are the like active league players are the ones who actually watch LCS. Um, and I had heard that somewhere else, I think either on this show or Rift Reaction sometime last year. 
Um, traditional sports do this all the time with like bobbleheads and stuff, except when Riot does it, it's literally no cost because uh, it's all digital stuff. They don't have to print out a bunch of bobbleheads. Um, and I'm not on Reddit, really, but my understanding is people were kind of upset after the uh, pool party weekend in LCS last split because they didn't get as many drops as they had hoped for, or maybe as many cool drops as they had hoped for. Um, and basically the whole point of this is like, you have to get people in to tune in in the first place before they can appreciate the content, before they can appreciate the games. Uh, I just started watching over the pandemic and I would just basically keep it open for all day long. I'm again, I live on the East coast. So like I could wake up at six and turn on LCK and LPL, get some drops from there. And I didn't really care that much, but as I started watching more, I just became deeply invested in all these leagues and I'm listening to podcasts for all these leagues and stuff. And like just getting me in the door with some stupid emotes or, you know, summoner icons got me very interested in all these leagues. So I think they should bring it back. And it doesn't seem like the, it seems like they're waning it off this year. Yeah. So a couple things here. Uh, I will, I will use some of my sources information. Funny story uh, because of the way that right is structured LCS has to spend budget against, and I think all the leagues have to spend budget against drops. So it's actually not free for to the league from a budget perspective. They are essentially like buying those from another part of the company. So whether or not you think that makes sense, whether or not you know you should just you you know Nico, gotta earn our skins money. Nico, God forbid. Whether, yeah, whether then I'm changing not, my take to that the riot structure sucks. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that's fair. I think like you would think that Nicolo could just be like, "Listen, we're just gonna fucking give do some drops, stop it." But for whatever reason, um, that is the way that this works, from my understanding. Um, I mean, to be fair, they they have to recoup their costs because I sneak over across the street and just steal shit from the main campus constantly. That's true. That fucking. Just, Loading that, up on Red Bulls and you guys should see Pine Mark. Bars. Mark has a really nice TV he took from one of the conference rooms. Uh, it's actually pretty. My guys, Herman Miller chairs coming out. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. pick those off. He's I got a little side and I sell them down the road. I, I've, wait, wait, wait. I've how, how, how serious are you this on uh, on this, Mark? Because uh, this is valuable uh, so for me. <laughs> here's some tech that none of the three thousand people listening can use. Um, your badge will not get you in across the street. Um, you have like you have to get signed in officially from someone who like works on that side of the street technically to get you in or i guess people from the building that we go into if they're like employees versus like contractors and stuff uh but otherwise yeah your badge won't get you in that said i will say not every security guard is going to stop you and if you right, have listen, your badge no, 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 no. you got a little confidence we should not be you're going you're gonna get people, more than anything else you said on this show you're gonna get yourself in trouble talking about this type of stuff uh, you need to be careful right now. I'm going to cut you off for your own purposes. Um, uh, I like having a host that also is part of the broadcast. Um, good news, guys. Dash is back. Uh, um, listen. Welcome to Dash to Hotline League. Um, so, Cody, talk about the drops. I have had mixed feelings on drops. I think that... Drops have at times been really annoying because so many people fucking show up and when they don't get like the exact drop that they want or they're not getting like good drops, like it's a random chance. Like 
I almost feel like it would be better if they just had like a slot machine or like mechanic or some, something where like you understood in a better way, like you are not guaranteed this. You're just going to see something, you know, even maybe it's a code you redeem to figure out what it is that you got. Because you end up like I find it. I The pool party stuff, for instance, was very obnoxious to me where I was like, this is cool. This is a nice bonus. And then a bunch of people, entitled gamers, because it's almost redundant to say, show up and they're like, I didn't get what I wanted. And I tuned in and watched the whole time and I didn't get it. And it's like, this is supposed to be like a bonus, like a fun little added incentive. And instead people get uppity and shitty. And so at times I have thought that it is, I just, I hate every fucking Reddit thread that's just like, I did. I watched all day and I didn't get a drop. And then there's 500 other people that also didn't get the drop. So they all go in there and complain. And the people who do get the drops get downvoted or don't post. And so then they all go see They're no all playing one the game drops. with their new skin. Yeah, you don't. It see, is don't just so again. annoying. Um, I will say um, that I feel like I understand that it's a little frustrating to see those Reddit threads and you kind of just have to deal with them. But I think that overall drops are worth it. Uh, when you can get them, and that's I think, why I said um, it's mixed feelings because I do I do think it's good promotion. It is like a, a great way to promote it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, there, there's a can of worms about like are those people even li really listening or whatnot? But I feel like um, it's it's worth it in theory. Like I I don't know what customer acquisition cost is for the LCS. I don't know if anyone does, um, but I have to imagine that in terms of getting people from client to broadcast, that's got to be one of the more efficient ways, other than like lay mass embeds in places that people aren't actually watching again. So like. I assume this is, is, is a pretty good lever to pull to try and get new eyeballs in. I think that's especially relevant when you've changed the time slot of your league or something or a big promo event or whatever it is. You know, like I, I do think that this is a, a good thing, even with the slight backlash you get when inevitably someone doesn't get what they want. Yeah. Rafa? Yeah, and I... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Don't you, Rafa. Uh, I mean, I completely sympathize. Uh, I wish we would have more in-game client integrations with... Uh, the esports side of things, uh, just more awareness about like you'll get this shit, you know, if you tune into our esports games or even just other things as well. Like I have a long list of gripes about what's missing on the client that used to be on the client back when I used to play a lot when I first got into the game. Like not having challenger game spectate as an option anymore. Uh, that's like something I've missed dearly. But I mean. I don't want to derail the conversation. I, I agree with Cody. Yeah. Cody, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say with your point about like making it more clear, like before last season, January 10th, 2022, they put out a big thing, like a full news page on LOL Esports that like kind of outlined the system. It wasn't perfect, but it was like, it gave a couple examples of like when stuff might drop or and what has a higher chance and what doesn't. And I thought that was like a good way to push it. And obviously you know it was mo again it was mostly stupid emotes and stuff that no one probably cares about but it got me to like again put it on second screen or whatever and then slowly became very interested and like started liking all the the casters and interested in all the players and stuff so it's less about the drops and more about getting people to tune in in the first place and i thought they did a pretty good about job about it last year other than maybe the pool party thing but just overall across the season and this year it seems like they're not doing it yeah, I, I was just typing in Twitch chat. We absolutely should make a Ponzi scheme for LCS viewership, where if like you have to like enter in some form ten Twitch accounts that you've convinced to like watch, and then they have to also say like, yeah, this is the guy who who convinced us. And after you get ten people to tune in for like ten hours, then you get a skin. Um, I think that's way better than drops, and we just uh, yeah, 
Ponzi schemes. And then those 10 people can do it to 10 more people and boom. Lovely. Cody, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we move on to the next caller? Uh, yeah, shout out to Grubhub and Alienware, the classics, the gaz- gadgets and gizmos. Uh, shout out to my <laughs> other East Coast boomers who may not always be awake to call in live for this stuff. Um, and shout out to Travis for saving the LCS broadcast by bullying Riot into changing the start time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the call. Catch you later. I take no responsibility for the LCS, the fate of the LCS broadcast, by the way. Um, Unless it succeeds, and then you'll take fucking all of it, I'm sure. 100%. Um, I, I, I just want to say, because people were meeting me about the security thing, I was joking about doing that. I don't actually do that. Uh, don't, don't do that. The security guards actually do stop me quite a bit, <laughs> much, much to my annoyance. Uh, and I have to explain who I am. Uh, so, yeah, that was a joke. Don't do that. <laughs> Mark. Why don't you grab? Okay, off he goes. Um, let's see. Who do we got here? Rico Suave, thank you. Kethius and Toyota Thought, thank you, everybody, for the subs. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm trying to, sometimes on this show, I'm trying to help Mark from himself. <laughs> That's anybody who worries that he won't say what he thinks on the show. I'm on the, ba- I'm on the background trying to pull him back. Okay, Gunch is here. Gunch, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. What do you want to talk about on the show? Nice. I just where in Massachusetts? Oh God. Oh, I'm from Central Mass. I'm from Groton. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show? I I wanted to talk about the, how uh, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited and optimistic about TSN this this year or oh, this split. I'll say. Boy, wait until you find out what they're gonna do in March. That's all I've got. To You're say. excited I mean, now. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Call all your friends. I'll come back and tell you how I feel about it in March, right? Like, okay. Um, Can you elaborate on excited and optimistic? Like, what does optimism look like for a TSM fan these days? Yeah, well, I think that this team just has a lot of potential, and I'm not saying like I think they're definitely gonna do super well, but you know, there's a lot of players on this team that people have been really excited about. Um, okay, but you again, know, my, you, you're kind of using favorite, I'm very biased. Is Chime. You're kind of using vague language, though. Sorry to to cut you off. You said you're excited, and then you've said it potential, and you've said optimistic. I think Travis would like to know, like, what's the what do you think they can reach, and what are you expecting them to reach? Like, what are your what are some like top six, top two? You know, like what what do you think for this team's potential? What is it? Um, playoffs for spring is top six again, right? Yes. Yes. Or, I mean, unless they change something. No, uh, I yeah, I was six. thinking, I mean, I, I think they can make playoffs. Um, I honestly don't expect them to get higher than like fifth or sixth um, in the regular season. Um, and Mark, I know you, I just watched your power rankings and you, you put them ninth. <laughs> um, no, not me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm excited to, I'm excited to watch them. Um, and just the, most of this team is the team that like bounced back and put up a good showing in playoffs um, in summer last year. Um, and I just want like, you know, I just want to keep that energy going um, into this year. Obviously we lost Spica um, and tactical as well, but uh, Boogie is also very exciting. And I think that um, like Neo is, is like probably a side grade to tactical. Um, 
So I'm just uh, people people were really excited about uh, Solo when he when he subbed in and started doing good too. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think that they could make playoffs. And you know, I guess we'll have to see once the once the season starts. But I just wanted to spread some positivity about TSM because I um, and, I don't maybe think we can have a split where we're not the most hated not the most hated team this time. <laughs> I don't think your take is that is that hot, which I don't mean as an insult. I just mean like, I, I think, I think it's not unreasonable to expect them to make playoffs because all you need is them to a little, like most people are putting them in the bottom three, right? All you need for them to do is do a little bit better. And for one of these top teams to like not do as hot and then you get them to well, six. The other thing that you have to have is that the other bottom three teams also don't overperform because it's not just like a top team sucks like oh dig actually is just terrible in their mind or like cloud nine is just terrible but also that immortals and golden guardians and clg aren't secretly like really good too yeah no i mean i know it's it's i'm just saying it's not they're not so far out and none of these other teams are like i don't think anyone should be very convinced that their team is gonna kill it this split like right. i think that there's so many uncertainties with all these rosters, so many uncertainties, not only with like them individually, but also the league as a whole that no one should feel super confident, right? Like is team liquid going to look good with maybe Pioshik is going to get exposed. Like the caller was saying earlier and like their rookies aren't going to be great. Like maybe FlyQuest is like this random hodgepodge team and they're not going to be able to get things together. Like you can, you can make arguments for and against almost all the top teams and even a little bit down near the bottom. And so I actually think there's a ton of variability in the league. I don't think that it's going to shake out the way that most people would like Mark's power rankings. As much as I appreciate them, those are in my are mind less factual. certain. They're less, far less certain than they normally would be because it's so hard to place them. Rafa, yeah. is this guy's TSM take hot to you? Is this like a hot take? Thinking that they like to be this optimistic on them, like top half team. I will say that I respect that he has faith in the players uh, and, you know, specifically the players. That being said, I, I'm, for me, I had TSM finishing bottom two uh, for the spring split. So, I, but I, you know, from a fan perspective, and I also heard you say you're biased towards Chime. Chime's my boy. So, right. yeah. I, and here, here's my thing about, uh, the current bills for TSM. I feel extremely bad for the players who have to deal with all the the fan sentiment about how TSM used to be this great, successful org, and just through the years, it has gone into a crash course. Like, if you're on that team, I feel like all you're trying to do is just, I'm just trying to not look like absolute dog shit right now. <laughs> And I sincerely hope that's what the players do. Like, individually, if they can find bright moments and, like, man, you know what? This split was all right. This year was all right. But maybe I'll get picked up by a team, by an org that is putting out tons of content, trying to rebuild our player brands, and maybe we'll have a better shot next year. That is kind of where I'm at unless TSM start, you know, putting out more things that turn the, the whole face around because it's not been great for the past year. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. I, the organization, for sure, is a is a mess. I I'm I'm mostly excited about the, about the players, like I said. <laughs> Rafa, less so excited about less optimistic uh, about this team's potential than I am. I, I think I think you're in the more optimistic camp, Travis. I think I think 
Gunch, I mean, I'm not flaming you. I'm just saying that, like, I think you do have a hot take compared to the majority of people in the community that would say, like, yeah, thinking that they will make top five or six, make playoffs, I think most people are projecting them not to, which makes it a hot take. I mean, I, I would project them not I, to. I, I'm just saying I don't think it's – I think their chances are much better than other people you just, are. You're just diminishing him. No, this is a hot take. Chaos <laughs> reigns, Mark. And the no, LCS there's, a, there's, a very, there's a very clear top six or seven, depending on how much you love CLG. That's it. Those other bottom three teams, hundred percent not making playoffs. I would bet. Um, hmm? What are you gonna bet? A sock or two. Sock or two. A sock. I'll give someone a sock. Yeah. I don't want your sock. Well, then bet something better, dude. I don't know. Fucking. This is such a good bet for you. You have three teams that can make it into into the playoffs. That I'm saying will not. A dollar. A dollar. Listen, budget's looking tighter Listen. this year. <laughs> one dollar and you sign it saying i'm a fucking idiot and if i'm wrong i sign it saying i'm I don't a fucking use idiot and then language. and then you can frame it behind you that says one of us is admitting we're fucking idiots let's uh let's move on anyway Gunch. Oh, i think that's a great idea mark thank you travis doesn't like any of my good ideas that's also <laughs> not legal you can't deface currency mark yeah dude no one's ever done that all those people are in the fucking slammer whoever signed a dollar <laughs> bill you're right Man, Mark You're is right, dude. Mark is on a tear tonight. <laughs> I'm unhinged. He's losing it. All right, Gunch, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate the TSM optimism. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, just uh, just shout out you guys. Uh, shout out Rafa. I'm excited to see you um, on the LCS broadcast. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Off you go. All right. Oh, thanks. Uh, let's see. Uh, I I haven't checked in to see like what the community sentiment is around this roster because like I was following it a fair amount in um uh, after the the initial announcement you know and some people were depressed some people were like oh it's fine we have that big announcement coming in January I haven't seen what's people's kind of feeling since the announcement got pushed back and stuff um so I I don't know I think I know I mean I think it's generally I mean even even optimism might be like a hot take for this team. You know, yeah. I don't know how people are feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think the oh. TSM fans are mostly pissed about the thing getting delayed till March. Yeah, is everything okay back there? What was that? Yeah, it sounded like someone just died. And <laughs> uh, the caster casa or whatever you call it is already struggling. Wait, was that mine? Oh shit! I think that was yours. I thought that was. Mark's Mark? uh Mike. Oh god. Wow. Oh yeah. No, Ashley's doing dishes. Oh, okay, oh. okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had left the channel by the no, time that noise came through. <laughs> okay. Arrays is here. Arrays, where are you calling from? Hello. I'm calling from San Francisco. San Francisco. What do you want to talk about on the show? So I just want to talk about that Blabber and Cloud9, but specifically Blabber is gonna continue his reign as the king of spring for NALCS. Since okay. I guess 2020, I mean, if you really want to stretch it, he had he was 100% win rate in 2019. He only had two games, but since 2020, he's pretty much dominated every single spring LCS. Of course, uh, they did have the collapse on playoffs last year, but and Summit also won MVP. But if you, if, I feel like looking at the past at the games, a lot of Summit's uh, ability to kind of dominate was also predicated on Blabber's ability to kind of cover him. 
because if you saw on the playoffs and during that collapse, it was kind of Blabber not playing towards his side that allowed him to take 1v2s that were not like good for, I guess, winning the game. It kind of put them more and more behind. And I feel like even in those playoffs, it might just be a Blabber fanboy, but even during the playoffs, he played pretty well, even though overall the team didn't play that well. But yeah. So you think he'll continue to be the GOAT? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, when Just just to put some numbers on it, do you say King of Spring means that they're winning Spring? Or do you just mean like he's the best jungler in Spring? Like what, uh, do, you, what do you got? So I think definitely he'll be the best jungler in Spring. but And best player overall in Spring. Which I Ooh, think so MVP award yeah. by the end of Spring? Okay, okay. MVP of Spring 2020, uh, 2023. I think my concern for you on the MVP thing is that it's rare that teams like you're kind of making two bets there because it's very rare that a player gets MVP if his team is not performing great. And Mark was already talking earlier about how junglers are like their grade is heavily, heavily curved by the team performance. And so you really need like to bet that cloud nine is going to not just blabber, but cloud nine is going to do really well in spring. Yeah. That, that's part of it. I think they are going to be top one, top two in spring. And that's going to propel Blabber to just being in that conversation and being the winner of the MVP award. Because Yo, don't, don't, don't back down just because Travis said it was concerning. If you believe they're going to be top no, one, no. Say, say what like, you chest. One. He's no, he is. He is. He's a, fucking goal. That's he is like saying it, Rafa. He's saying yeah, that he okay. thinks they're going to be top two. Yeah, but you're like, oh, it's concerning. Top, you know, top, top one. Top yeah. one. Top oh, one. They, they yeah. will win. There we go. Because he is go. the king of spring. That's the hot take we want to hear. Let's go. Rafa, who's your favorite junglers in the LCS, or who do you think's the best? What's your what's your because it's, it's, it's a hot it's a hot debate. Some people are Santorin stands, some are closer stands, inspired, speaker. Oh, I man, I this is a cop-out answer, but like I'm a fan of a ton of them. Like he's a I, fan of whoever the best jungler is at the time. <laughs> I'm a fan of good League of Legends. No, that's that's Flower's answer. He's like, I'm a fan of the best League of Legends team, and right now it's... No, X his X answer X would be like, bro, it's just whoever's playing Skarner. <laughs> Go do butt wiggle. <laughs> the butt twist! Do the butt yeah. twist! Um, no, honestly, like, um, for a long time from the list that we currently have, Contracts has been one of my favorite junglers to watch uh, when he first debuted on Cloud9 in 2017. Uh... I was actually playing a lot of solo queue back then, and so the way that contracts would play the game, I would like try to model and fantasize about uh, when I was playing League. So, uh, and then contract story of like not finding success when he went to Golden Guardians, and then was bouncing around Academy, and then the EG sub game against TSM in uh, 2021, and they had the post game interview, and he got emotional. I was just like. Oh man, you know that that got me yeah. super emotional. But the blabber uh, standing ovation reaction at Chicago Summer Finals also is like. So you're just inherently based off of storylines. That's who you're gonna pick in terms. Fuck of, yeah! Give me the storyline. <laughs> I think Mark was asking analysis. like who you think is the best. Yeah. Disgusting. Hey man, I'm here for the emotional uh, underdogs. That's my that's my shtick. I'm I'm here for the least emotional. If you can make me feel dead inside, that's my vote. <laughs> God damn it. I just think I just think whoever the best like the best strangler 
the perception of the best jungler is just going to be based off of whichever team is doing best. Um, and so Travis, that's why the best I jungler is then. Well, you're uh, based on my criteria. You're asking me who I think is going to be the best team. No, I think I think I'm asking Travis Gafford who's the best jungler in the LCS. Ooh. Who's going up, Who's going first on your All Pro ballot at the end of the year? At the end of the year or end of the split? End of the split. Excuse me. End of the split. Yeah. I mean, again, I have to use my own criteria here, which is which team do I think is going to be the strongest? And um, probably FlyQuest. So Spika is the best jungler in the LCS this split? I mean, honestly, like that dude's going to have the weights falling off of him. And I won't give spoilers for a surprise test, but I did something about around player kills last split. And like that guy got a lot of kills on a team <laughs> where there were a lot of deaths. And uh, <laughs> I feel like given an opportunity, there's a, you know, everybody was dogging on him last year. And I'm just like, I'm excited to see him whenever he's on a team. You know, obviously it depends on if FlyQuest can get it together and come together as a team and all that stuff. But like, I'm, I'm excited to see what this guy looks like uh, now that he's out of yeah. the yeah. sanitarium. Uh I'm a little worried that, like, at least initially, like, how good the English is going to be for Vikla and Prince uh, if they're, like, the main two drivers on the team in terms of, like, how they want the game to go and, like, if Spika's going to be able to communicate with them and, you know, make it clear how they want to play the game. I could see it being a little slow for him. Um, to, to, to the caller's original point, my concern with Blabber, I think Blabber's amazing. I put him, I can't remember if I put him number one or number two when we are doing the LCS 10 best junglers of all time, but I basically said he's on track to be the best jungler of all time in the LCS if he can kind of keep up the pace that he's had through his first couple of years here. Um, I do think that this is the first time he doesn't have like a great mid laner potentially. I know that C9 usually does their scouting. I've since, since my uh, power ranking video looked into a little bit more. I've heard mixed things. I mean, he was starting with Fudge last year though. Yeah, but I mean that didn't go great. To be, f I think they were okay. Well, that's what, but you said this is the first off. time he won't have a great mid laner. But I feel like people were not; they were very skeptical on Fudge coming in as a mid laner this time last year. Yeah, but I mean, like he kind of just—no uh, offense to Fudge, but I think he he played champs well that allowed him to like make it. Like he played a lot of Victor and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. So I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, like so for example, I was gonna say well, like with Perks, I don't think Blabber had like insane synergy with Perks. I don't think that either of them like reached their peak with each other. But like they were still good enough to get it done. And so I don't think Blabber will look bad. I just don't know if it's like MVP level synergy because yeah, he wasn't the MVP in spring. I mean, some it was, but like you know that was that's a different conversation. So like mm -hmm. I guess uh, my point is. If Diplex turns out to be what I've heard and like the little bit of research I've done to to be that, then I, I'm a little concerned for his MVP candidacy. Um, maybe it, it doesn't end up mattering, and he's like, like, all right, I'll just Ori ball a Kindred or or uh, you know, zillion up a Hecarim or you know, like some of that stuff where Blabber just goes wins crazy on Udyr. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Wins so like, 50. yeah, I don't think Blabber will be bottom half jungler, but I, I, MVP unless I'm I'm wrong. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a far cry because I don't think that they're going to be like one of the, the best mid-jungle combos in the league. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out Alienware. Shout out um, Grubhub. And shout out to my friend Real Snowfall for showing me this great podcast. Oh, nice. Thank you, Real Snowfall. Your uh, pyramid scheme money will be in the in the mail. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Ray. We'll catch you later. Thank you.
All right. So we got, we're actually going to take a break to talk about Grubhub. Speaking of Grubhub, shout out to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. They are fantastic. Uh, continue to use them all the time. Uh, it's been fantastic to have them as a partner, and I really appreciate uh, their support. Please, 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 if you've not signed up yet for Grubhub, please do so through my link, uh, which there's it's in the chat right now. Numi just put it there. It's also in the YouTube description. Uh, them seeing the signups come through there is very helpful. Obviously, if you already have an account, don't make like a second account or anything like that. But I know there's a lot of people who just haven't bothered uh, to give it a try yet. So maybe there's a chance yeah. that sometime you are, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a try. I'm going to order something tonight. I'm going to order something for, I don't know, breakfast on a Saturday or whatever. Go check them out. Uh, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate your support of Hotline League. And we're thrilled to... Uh, We'll be working with you for this past year. So thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? He looks like he's struggling. <laughs> right away. Yes, chef. Uh, it's been about 20 minutes since we've gotten a sub, which means it's time for me to say, anybody have a Prime sub? Anybody out there? <laughs> I, I have a friend who got me to play this game called uh, Nikkei. If anybody has pro tips on that, that mobile game. Let me know. It's uh, Nikkei. What, what Nikkei. is it about? It's just, uh, not an ad, but it's it's hard to describe. It's like a waifu gotcha gotcha collector thing. What is uh, this mobile game? I started playing. Uh, I won't say who. Some a member of the LCS broadcast got me into playing this mobile game called uh, Nikkei. It's like a gratuitous waifu uh, gotcha game. It's a booba game. Great, dude. The interesting thing is, is that uh, there's a Peruvian fusion uh, cuisine with Japanese food called Nikkei. So that's why I was curious, like, oh, is this, like, you know, anything related? But, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's not the same thing. Bang is here. Bang, where are you calling from? Hi, I'm calling from San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take was that Cloud9 will make top two in spring. Oh, another Cloud9... Uh, pro cloud nine call why uh, do you think they're gonna make top two uh yeah so first and foremost obviously like they kept most of the they kept most of the roster together sure they changed out diplex but i feel like the rest of the team is just they have that synergy made already while the other the rest of the lcs is kind of still uh building it up uh i know people are a little off on Zven still, but uh i think or at least watching from like the first two days of lec i think the support champ meta is still pretty much the same thing with Enchanters, so I think they'll be okay. And then Summit is Summit, you know, Blabber's Blabber, they're still really good. I think they'll be just fine. You said Summit, you mean Fudge? Oh, sorry, Fudge, right, <laughs> my fault. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, yeah, I actually, this is, this is, I think, the most compelling case I've heard so far for Cloud9, which is they made one roster swap in a year where everybody played musical chairs and changed a million things about all their different teams and all that stuff, so... I, you know what, I'm down for, that That does make me feel good about them because they, I think that there's a lot to be said about roster stability. Rafa, what do you think? Um, I'm really... What did you think of Diplex whenever he came through the North American Academy system? He didn't. 
He didn't. <laughs> he's he's from the... Wait, that's weird. Here. I thought that we were going to be trying to get more North American talent. What happened years. to Copy? I thought Copy was supposed to be oh, really good. Dude, what happened to Copy? Don't get me started, man. That... What happened to that guy? Uh, well, he's on CLG Challenger now. So we'll see if like G CLG wants to give Copy a shot in the LCS stage. If things... Like if Palafox goes somewhere else or if Palafox doesn't work out. But like, I mean... I don't know. I thought this was the year that if if they didn't want to take on Jensen again, that this was the moment to take a chance on copy, and they didn't. And personally, I feel really slighted by that. And but you know what? Like personally, like you think Jack did this to you? Oh, okay, no. You're victimized no, but... by this. <laughs> Hey, I think it's fair to say that you feel slighted because this org didn't give this kid a chance who has earned it. You know, like, I think that's, I think it's fair to say you're slighted by that. Yeah, that, that is the part that I am, you know, ticked by. But, you know, uh, if Cloud9's bet on Diplex and, well, the other thing too is that they didn't even keep copy in the Challenger team. They got another person in a menace, also from the ERLs. So it's like, Wow. Copy, not for LCS, but neither for Challenger. Yeah, he's third string either. down behind these European players. Yeah, so I, you know, if 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 they don't believe in Copy as an investment after, you know, playing with him for two years, it's, well, it is what it is. Uh, sucks to hear as a fan, but, like, you know, what can you do? Rafa, that being said, C9 yeah. going to be top two? Uh... I have C9 as fourth for spring split. I, C9, so I won't spoil the dive power rankings, but they were the one that we had the most disagreements on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think C9 is a very hard team for people to pin down because there's so many teams to be really excited about. To the caller's point, C9 was the best team last year in summer. Um, and so it's like, how much do you buy into the new hype versus worry about Diplex versus still believe in the, the core four that stayed? Like, I think they're a very interesting team. One pushback I give to C9's summer form from last year, and we, I don't know if, if other people feel this way, but like the, the LCS in summer kind of sucked. Uh, EG was hands down the best team by a country mile after they came back from MSI for the almost the entirety of summer split. And then they kind of boomed towards the end of it with like the Danny change. And obviously that had like a lot of repercussions probably for how that whole team like environment was. Um, Steam Liquid never really came together. 100 Thieves, I think they were good, don't get me wrong, but they um, they kind of stayed their whole level throughout the year. Um, mm -hmm. And CLG surprised people in that environment, uh, but like I, they weren't super title threats, you know, like they were good, not great. And that's kind of every good team in the LCS right there. That was, that was it. <laughs> Steam Liquid never came together. 100 Thieves never stepped up. EG imploded and C9 won. And I think it was also a very specific meta that they won in where like Fiora became really good. Fudge was the only one who was able to play Fiora at all during that time period. Um, it was hyper carry bot lane meta. And it still kind of is. And with the, the marksman changes, it'll still be a good meta for Sven and Berserker. And I don't think his like enchanter play or his uh, tank plays terrible. But I do think that was like peak possible meta for that bot lane. Um, I just think that there were a lot of things that, that went in. And prior to that, C9 was like pretty middling in uh, the, the regular season. And of course, mm -hmm. they, they still had to like ramp up because they had a bunch of roster changes from spring to summer. But like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not bought in that like C9 was this disgusting team that conquered 
the LCS in summer because I think that their competition all kind of died around them and they uh, improved. They did improve. And I, I think that they will be a great team. But I'm I'm curious to see how they look in a, a LCS that to everyone else's eyes has gotten much, much, much better. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just think I think what will be very telling is you would expect them to start strong. And if they're not starting strong, then I worry a little bit about where this team's gonna be at the end of the split. Because yes, they have to get used to Diplex. But everybody else has to get used to a lot more than Diplex. Yeah. So, I you you should they should have an early advantage than than you know be in a tougher spot later on. And if they aren't in that early advantage situation, then they're in trouble. Well, I, I think. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, their starting schedule, Travis, is 100 Thieves Thursday, Golden Guardians Friday, and then CLG FlyQuest. TSD. Yeah, I stand. I, that makes me even more convinced. They're playing against a team that has washed boomers on it. They're playing against a team <laughs> that is literally CLG. Uh, they're playing against Golden Guardians, a team that a lot of people are pinning 10th or 9th. And then they're playing against FlyQuest, a team which, like, we don't even know if those guys can communicate with each other yet. So if they can't, if they can't go 4-0, they're fucking doomed. Is what I'm getting at. Okay. You know what's you know what that made me think of what you just said about Hundred Thieves. Uh, the way I'd say is that like all like four of their team are in diapers, two because they're geriatrics, <laughs> another two because they're babies. Yeah, they're just clothes are sitting there being like <laughs> Yeah, clothes just like the one adult human. Yeah, <laughs> the rest clothes are just the legitimate nurse that is like trying to manage the both yeah. the, the infants, but also the, the retirement home at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh I agree that like uh, they should start hot, and I think that they're just really hard to judge because like while they haven't changed, the entire environment around them has changed. Um, but I, I think this is why the LCS is hyped. This split because like anything that can happen in the top five, and I don't think anyone would be like, oh yeah, shocker. I, I had no, there's no way that I thought C9 could win a championship. I mean, there is they easily could. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I wanted to shout out NA men. Uh, those little videos that Delphi was putting out to hype up each roster was really cool. Uh, listening to the podcast a lot. I think Numi's doing great, and she said she would do uh, vlogs, and that we should call her out on it if she wants, if we want to see it. True. So, better put up. Yeah. Who? Angie. Sorry, who is this that you're talking about? Numi. New, and then so the other people. You said Namit Namit. N A Men. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not familiar. With these. Oh, really? Um, Travis is like, threatened. He's insecure. Yeah, Have you ever seen say, such an insecure podcaster? They're up and coming, Travis. They're coming. You need to acknowledge them or they're going to take over. I Make don't. way, dinosaur. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We'll catch you All next right. time. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Uh, all right. Off. Mark goes to grab another caller. We've got two more left, it looks like. Cubby, thank you for the sub. Don't watch the beginning of this episode. Uh, a raise, thank you as well. Notorious Bubble, the Dixie Cup, Raijo, Gyoker. Well, my my request for subs worked. Big Angry Hobo, Hobo gifted five subs. And uh, Renek as well. Mask Swan is here. Mask Swan, where are you calling from? Mask Swan! Uh, yo, my dude. Uh, yo, so I'm calling up? from Berlin, uh, but I'm normally in the UK in London. 
Gotcha. Okay. And what time is it there? Um, in Berlin, it is 5.42 right now. All right. Have you slept or did you wake up early? Oh, man, I didn't sleep, man. I'm up for Hotline League. You know how it is. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to be staying up this late to watch LCS, right? Not uh, even this late. So you can do this. Uh, right? Mate, you debated me, mate. I don't even have to now. What is your... What is your... Okay. What's your take? All right, so I've written it down because it's a bit of a long one to do this as succinctly as possible. So this take was inspired by the tweet that I saw from Captain Flowers based around ch the Champions Q not firing for three days straight. And my main take is that Champions Q not being used by pros early on isn't actually as big of an issue and that there's actually much deeper st systemic issues in regards to this. Um, one being that the fact that it was only opened at the very start to the LCS, LLA, and Academy players. We've still got to wait till the 28th of um, January for the Academy players to be let in, which is an issue in and of itself. Um, the fact that it also wasn't expanded to high-low players, I think, was a missing. Um, I've only seen Team Liquid's uh, APA um, tweeting and showing that they were actually gassed to play games, and they were really bummed out that none of the Champions League games were playing. Um, and finally, to end us off, um, LEC pros are getting uh, Champions League for EU today on the 24th of January that I'm talking, obviously not for you lovely Americans over there. Um, and there's zero incentive for them to play outside of the fact that they really want to just play high quality games of um, solo queue but against one another and i'm kind of worried about the grind set mentality of north america um as a whole not just the lcs players um wait so why are you off, saying it's not that well, big of a deal because you're mostly whoa. what first off i just have to say that you sound like so many english video essayists i watch on youtube like you could be H bomber guy. You could be like half. I, I know that this is just my untrained American ear, not picking up on differences, but like you, you really do have that cadence of I'm here to talk to you about why this movie sucks ass. And listen, yeah, to one, I think you sound like a YouTube. unique individual, yeah. and I'm not going to suggest that you are. I will. I'm saying you have what it takes. You've got like go, you said you have a YouTube channel. Plug it at the end. Uh, my, Mark, uh, Mass One is a caster. Mass in, One, in what? What are your what are your thoughts on Phyrexia All Will Be One? Um, oh mate, your your tweets around all of that Magic the Gathering stuff actually brings life back to a former competitive player who was so jaded. It actually reminds me a lot about why I liked Magic and that, everything. So that's um, why I was asking. Yeah. I think Phyrexia All Will Be One will be really sick. Honestly speaking, it looks really cool and the lore sounds great. So I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm actually going to come back. I'm going to. Right, what, what are we talking about here? Oh, Travis? Mark, I thought you, you wanted us to go off topic. I was going to ask you, a you question about the Champions Q thing, and then you were like, oh, video essays, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I followed that line, and then you get upset, and you want me to go bring it back on track. The hypocrisy in this room I is disgusting. I was complimenting his... his, his All right. Let's get it back to Champions Q. Uh, so, uh, you you talked a lot about the LEC hating their Champions Q, about the complications with the LCS stuff. You didn't really mention too much about like why it's not that big of a deal that LCS is not playing Champions Q, even though I feel like that was part of your premise or your yeah, thesis statement. So, so. so I'm kind of like, I don't think a lot, I think a lot of the blame online was thrown at the LCS players. Oh, it's their mentality. It's their grind set. They're just not there. And I'm like, well, it's not just open to the LCS players. There are LLA players that can play in this. They got very high ELO in the previous Boogie player that used to play, that is now in the LCS, who I'm very fond of. Um, he was number no one deal. over there. Um, 
also all the academy players can play as well and like i like i mentioned as well team liquid's apa was really gassed to play champions queue it's just none of the games fired and it's like there are more people playing it's just people aren't doing it at the moment also the fact that they started champions queue before the amateur players could play which they've already acknowledged is one third of their player base and it's like what are we doing yeah i just don't i think if I think it is hard from the outside because you see that the EU pros are excited about Champions Q and then you see nobody playing in North America. And they have, it's like, I think it is tough for a lot of people where this got announced, everyone was really excited about it, then they didn't use it, then they're like, okay, we're going to make it more limited in terms of when it's available and we're going to make these changes. Then they still didn't play it. Then it was around during Worlds, and there were a ton of the LCS players who did not take advantage of it. And my God, is it going to be exhausting to have to host this goddamn show when LEC pros are just slamming Champions Q back to back to back in a couple weeks, and LCS Champions Q is just dead again. So I think that's the pain that I feel a little bit. I, I hope that you're right. And when Academy players come in, like, everybody's going to start playing Champions Q. It's going to feel really good. But I feel like there's this bizarre chicken and the egg problem. Um, and the LCS players just aren't... It's very easy for them to say, well, the Q times are too long when you're not playing Champions Q. So, I don't know. That is my that is my concern. But, uh, Rafa, I feel like this is definitely a, a area for you since you care the most out of the three of us probably about the development <laughs> in North America stuff. No. <laughs> Uh, Marksy was on uh, the Academy broadcast with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. He, he missed some. Year. He was removed from being on the analyst desk every day last uh, year, so he had to make some. <laughs> he had to make some concessions. He had to stoop down a little further. No, than he was hoping to. <laughs> you didn't enjoy being with us, Marks. I thought we we had a good time. <laughs> I, I had a great time. Let's go. Yeah, he likes hanging out with the little people. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Travis considers. NACL casters, little people. <laughs> That's the whole premise for this Rafa skit that I'm pitching. All right. Uh, before we derail this further, uh, I I agree with Matt Swan that I'm also disappointed that we don't have champs Q stuff. Uh, the defending for it is we're waiting on uh, Academy players to be given permission, and uh, I guess the Academy players wanted to grind solo queue a bit first before they got to like a a rank Rafa, that they can found suitable. Yeah, I give you a quick correction there. The the academy players do. It's the um, amateur players that are going to do the the qualifier league. They don't have access yet. Correct. If I understand yeah. everything correctly. Amateur players uh, waiting on the first oh, okay. qualifier. So cool. yeah. Uh, so once the, the pool opens up even more and when you look at like some of the, the biggest grinders, you already mentioned them. APA was semi-pro amateur for most of his career. This is the first time in his, uh, past four years that I've known him since 2019 that he's finally being given a chance on a challengers league roster. He's hit rank one, uh, before, uh, just playing amateur when he was on Maryville university. So I know that there's a ton of other players like him who are incredibly motivated to play Champs Q, and I'm wondering if that's the case just because they're waiting on those players who really drive the motivation up, and then once they filter in, then everyone else will start wanting to play Champs Q. Right now, is there's just not enough people that make Champions Q seem worth it. 
for people. I so here's the thing: NA pros are scumbags. They're lazy paycheck stealers. You know all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah abs- absolutely. Um, but uh, I think this time is is kind of missing the mark for me about about it. So Champions Q in 2022 debuted in February. It did not come out in January. It did not come out close to when rank dropped. And the thing is, when rank drops is when you have like the highest portion of people playing. It's when you have the best queue times. You want to get high rank. You want to play the game. I think it was just a mistake by, like this is more on Riot for me than the LCS pros. They put it out during a time period, like as a debut when ranked is fine right now for the most part. Like, yeah, it, it has all the typical issues that ranked has. It's not perfect, but like most of the big problems like queue time and game quality and all that stuff is kind of like whatever because you're all just ranking up anyways. And like, um, I think that there's a huge motivation to play regular solo queue over champs queue. Mm-hmm. I think um, you already hit the point about it's a smaller population than usual because the uh, amateur players haven't been brought in yet or whatever. Um, I think as well as the fact that like, okay, so the money is gone. There's that whole motivation. But uh, I think that pros are still adjusting to like the new schedule of double block scrims. Europe, as far as I'm aware, is still in that one game or one block of five games, which means that they'll have more free time to invest in something like Champions Queue than a, an LCS Pro will. And so even when both are up and running, you cannot directly compare the numbers. Uh, if Because uh, I already know this is what the community is going to do. Uh, Perks played 30, 300 games of Champions Queue, and Bjergsen played 150. What a fucking loser, you know, like, or, or whatever they end up doing. And, like, that's just not a fair comparison if Bjergsen is also having an extra scrim block thrown on top. Um, there's, there's a bunch of reasons that this is going to get messy, and I'm already trying to nip it in the bud. This first launch was not a good idea by Riot, and that's, I think, why they pulled it down. I think they realized it. Hats off to them for realizing that, hey, this is just bad PR right now because the pros have better things to be doing with their time. And I think when it launches again in February, I hope it gets used. And if it doesn't get used at all, I am all for blasting the NA pros or whatever. You know, like, go for it. Do you think it'll get used, Mark? I'm pessimistic. (laughs) I will openly admit yeah, that's that's my problem. Like, because I'm right there with you on like, okay, maybe this is extenuating circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is, I feel like I'm like I'm not sure they are worth the you know passes right now uh, because I don't feel like they're going to then prove us wrong, you know, later on. I mean, they they don't have much goodwill, so I understand why people are are like hungry to to tear them down. Um, but I, I do have to go out there as the, the universal contrarian and be like, hey, there are a lot of circumstances this time compared to the launch of Champions Q. Like, I just don't think this was a good time to launch it. I don't fault the pros for preferring solo queue as they have these longer days and Champions Q doesn't even have its full player base unlocked. Um, and the EU pros who are hungry for it, uh, I, I think that, I mean, good good for them. Uh, but if they're also just th- their scrim days are shorter then like, yeah, of course they would prefer a more structured extra practice environment. Um, I just yeah. want one of these days, Riot and and the PA, well, the PA won't do it because they're the players, but I just want Riot <laughs> to come out and be like, you know what, fuck it, we tried. Because I feel like every every time Champions <laughs> Q comes up, they come out and they're like, hello, everyone, we had a lot of learnings. We've learned that we need to change the time and the availability. Oh, you know what? We had some more learnings. We need to do this. Priest is going to be like, we had some more learnings. We need to actively chain these players to their desk and not let them leave until they play the game. You know, it was on us. It's like they hey. take like the Champs Q crew take so much about learnings. And at some point in time, it's just like, all right, but also is anybody ever going to fucking use this like miracle I, I thing you've created for them? Bring- 
they're trying to bring dual queue to it. All right, they're they're adding priority for LCS pros in in the queue system. Like they're trying, Riot's trying, man. Uh, I think. Uh, well, I was just saying that this initial launch period, I, I didn't love it. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving just, it a little try. It's so it's it feels very like if you give a, a mouse a crumb or whatever, like it's just like they're they're literally like okay. What else? What else do you guys want? You want duo queue? Okay, we'll bring a duo queue. Oh, you want priority? Okay, fine, we'll prioritize you. Okay, okay. What else? What else do you want? You want somebody to come give you a massage while you're playing? Okay, we'll send somebody over. Like, it's just what else? What? It's just, it's exhausting, quite frankly. I recall there being also some champions queue take problems, like at the end of summer last year on Hotline League, like how there was already a player base dwindling. So like, are we I mean, just during not trying worlds, to find more band aids. Yeah. Oh no, Worlds was hype. Worlds it was, was hype, hype, but like the thing that disappointed me was how few LCS pros were actively using the system. Like there totally, were some, yeah. and those people deserve credit, but I'm like, okay, we've literally got like Faker and everybody in our champs queue right now, and you guys are on vacation. Like, come on. I mean, all the semi pro players were taking every opportunity and every advantage you know they were they were hungry to play with international players coming here to na so well we got diplex on cloud nine so how how did that work out for them you know well travis i am trying my best to <laughs> fucking voice these guys and give them the respect that they deserve even as orgs don't think they deserve any so i will keep shouting it into the fucking void if i have to so yeah you can join emily I just think it's because north america doesn't have any talent <laughs> That's the problem. Oof. <sighs> <laughs> All right, Maswan, thank you so much. Uh, I'll have you know that I've I've ordered my first commander custom. I've, I'm building a custom commander deck done with precons. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, who's your commander going to be? Shieldred, the new one. Oh, okay, good pick, good pick. I'm yeah, I'm it. just worried she's going to get like super targeted every time I try to play her. Oh, obviously that's happened. That's commander, but play friendly rules. It'll be I'm, fine. I'm getting uh, convinced to make a modern deck too, so we'll see. I'm trying to find some. Yes, join the Blue eyes, blue eyes, white dragon is my commander. You gotta summon <laughs> it or something weird, right, Mark? Yeah, I have to sacrifice uh, two monsters, I think, to get it. Eighteen hundred under whatever four stars. Some I don't go. know, dude. Who put, who actually played Yu-Gi-Oh that way? I did. Not me. No, no, no. You Rafa, play by you show like, rules. Rafa, you, you haven't you met top Drew. Top deck and slam. Rafa, you haven't met Drew, right? My video guy? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, he's like a big Yu-Gi-Oh player and has like Yu-Gi-Oh shirts and stuff like that. He's now oh. playing Magic with us, but he played a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh in the past. He's a Let's big Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. All right, Maswan, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, obviously, shout out to Alienware. Shout out to Grubhub. Uh, shout out to my YouTube channel, as Mark said I could plug it, so that's at Swan on YouTube. I'm on that on everything except for Twitter, because I got my actual name of Alex Swan, so that's a cool thing. Uh, shout out to Mark for the blame game, I'm loving that content, and also your random videos on your own YouTube. I really liked your Witcher one from like a year back, so Is like... Is this the second oh, Hotline League in a row where Mark's getting a shout out for his dead YouTube channel? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, tell him to make... This is what I'm trying to do, make more content, Mark. Content. Uh, shout All out to Rasta. Trips. And you record them in your great video essay accent, and we'll we'll collab. There we go. Let's network. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do it. Uh, shout out to Rafa and all of the NACL casters. Huge props to everybody there. I love so many of the people there. And Joshi, my LJL brother, um, in a weird way. And Travis, as I've already mentioned, shout out to you for showing love to magic and showing me that I can get over my... Uh, detest for the company, but there is still a lot of good Just there. play Draft. 
And then Commander with Friends. Like I I am fascinated by how Watsy is. They're like it's so interesting compared to them to Riot. I wish more League of Legends fans knew what how Watsy was, but just if you just play draft and commander, it's like none of that stuff really matters. Anyway. I'll try, try it out. Yeah. I'll catch you later. Take care. Yeah. Bye, Alex. Off he goes. Uh, let's see. Well, it's been about 21 minutes since we've got a sub, so this is my uh, my ask for a prime sub moment. Mark is back with Gengarifith. Gengarifith, where are you calling from? Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. What do you want to talk about on the show? So um, I want to say EG did a lot to win me as a fan last year, uh, but nothing to keep me. So their lack of content for players in this offseason is a huge problem. All right. You want to elaborate a little bit? Okay. So um, I was a Cloud9 fan for like most of my career. And then like I swear last year, like the way that they hyped up their players and like they had been doing it for a while. Right? Like Peter Dunn would go on everywhere that put a mic in front of them to hype up uh, Jizuke and other players. And then going into this year, I got really excited for this roster and the way that they were hyping up their players, and it seemed like they really cared about their players, and so I was like, this is going to be my new favorite team. Uh, but going into this offseason, when Impact's leaving, they barely had a farewell for him. Meanwhile, I see someday getting like a, you know, a Hall of Fame uh, Impact, barely got a, you know, a single picture on their Twitter. Uh, the incoming roster is a JPEG. Uh, Maya from uh, NA Men did more. Uh, it's it's jarring seeing even Dig put out more content <laughs> than my than my favorite team, you know, like uh, Dig, the team that I was hoping would sell. Uh, and if I hadn't watched Hotline League, I wouldn't know why EGP doesn't exist. I only know because I watch Hotline League. Uh, I have no expectations for this coming season because no one's putting anything out. I look at their Twitter, I just don't see a whole lot. It, it's very frustrating going from this org that I thought was like, I love, they love our players too nothing about the players and and that's why i loved eg last year and why i was like this is my new favorite team and now i'm just kind of feeling jaded about it <sighs> what happened i don't, I don't know, know. Do it's, I it's, tough, it's tough because we talked about this i'm not saying that you shouldn't have pulled the call it's just it is oh, it's a little depressing because i i mean across the board i have been there were many teams I was very excited about for a long time in the league in terms of companies and brands coming into the space. Excited about 100 Thieves. They have, I mean, they've, they've started to pick up their content a little bit with the, the new roster, but they were not doing much before. Um, last year, they like laid off a ton of their content team. You know, EG, similarly, like, you know, we, we did all these conversations about the world's teams not doing content. Um, and then even existing, I feel like Team Liquid is like one of the only teams left that's like really churning out a lot of stuff um, that isn't that's like doesn't feel like it's just because of a sponsor requirement. So okay, well, to be fair, I do want to shout out FlyQuest. I feel like yeah, they I was going to say I a lot Flyquest of contests. FlyQuest has put out a lot of content. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they deserve they deserve that. That's a fair that's a fair call. Mm -hmm. They did before. I think they're changing their content a lot. I feel like they're moving away from the like eco-friendly stuff maybe i'm wrong but it's kind of the vibe that i'm getting but yeah it's a different look than when trisha was the kind of the face of FlyQuest. a lot more wholesome content not saying that FlyQuest will never be wholesome again with the new direction but they are definitely 
churning out a lot more player focused content, which I'm really excited to see just from what I've heard around the grapevine. Yeah. I mean, they did a lot of player focused content before too, right? Like with all the quizzes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to even get like that elevated to okay. a degree. So, and I think the, the key difference maker too is how FlyQuest are going to be uh, approaching how they push everything on socials instead of just like, okay, we throw it up on YouTube and then Twitter and then that's it. Like whoever runs the FlyQuest socials team across the board, like they are diversifying their content and making it not just player focused, but also just like league bangers that you'll see on TikTok. Or yeah, but Instagram they've, they've done the TikTok stuff for a long time, right? I feel like mm-hmm. it's a couple years now even that they've been doing that. Yeah, but it's been a, like a, a progression, right? And now yeah. that they've like ramped up the following, that's when you already have a huge following stand base. And then when you start putting out the new player focused content on Speak of, Vicla, Prince, Ayla, Impact, it's going to have a huge payoff. I'm actually, you know what? And, and while we're giving props, I am interested in seeing what Golden Guardians does. They've always quietly released, a de- never like an overwhelming amount, but like a decent amount of content. They released some stuff from their Korea trip. Mm-hmm. recently and i do think stuff. i've heard rumors that they're going to move into trying to kind of differentiate i have i have advocate the name and people who i you know i forgot about them earlier i just remember them now uh but they have they have somewhat turned me to this idea of like there needs to be more content that is i hate this community sorry I'm going to use this phrase. You guys are all going. <laughs> this community, the, slip, the truth comes out. No, I do hate this community sometimes. Community. But one of the, one of the things that I hate about it is the fact that um, when I say people should do K-pop style content, like I'm going to right now, everybody's going to be like, "Oh, K-pop! Wow!" So there's just going to be a bunch of toxic people on Twitter and like. We even had this during uh, one of our world's uh, hotline leagues, and I, I, I'm that's not what I mean. I think that they K-pop style content is really good at showcasing the personalities of the K-pop uh, folks, performers, and I think that Golden Guardians is going to try to move in that direction this year which I think is really good because I think so many brands have been and orgs in the space have been trying to do the same style. And it's like, at least pick a lane, you know? And I think that yeah. they're going to try to do that with this, this stuff. Yeah. You, you can call it idol content. You can call it fandom content. Uh, Cause that's, it's all about putting the player first and forward and just showing them as more than just a dude that shows up every Thursday and Friday to play league of legends professionally in front of other people online and in stage. And yeah. I think that is the approach you want to do and we should have been doing for players, you know, I don't I, know, that many years. I, I fully agree. I think there's a couple lanes you can pick. There's like classic influencer kind of ones. I think actually FlyQuest was doing that quite well, even though they didn't have huge brand names. I think they used Takoi, Jose, and Afro about as good as you possibly could have given the state of the current like LCS last summer. They actually yeah. got decent viewership. Like I think they did that kind of youtube stuff well. I think you could even have like a Team Liquid type team who has a strong figurehead who's not a player like Steve go kind of like, this is a weird comparison, but like the Brandon Sanderson, like I am the figurehead, this is my vision, over-communicate, weekly updates, weekly vlogs from him. While obviously he's very busy, like this is why I think the Brandon Sanderson model works is like when you have someone at the top who can make time to just like keep fans so in the loop 
you get like a really diehard fan base. Um, and I feel like they have like Steve isn't go- I, I, I could be wrong, but like of all the teams in the league, Steve might be the most entrenched at this point with his org. Like, I think that's a, a route they could take. Um, I do think Pioshik is, is really funny. And I could see like, I, I've heard very good things about the, that team's atmosphere. So I don't want to say like ignore the players, but like, um, like uh, I, I think there's different routes tra- to this point that like each team can find their lane. And I actually think that'd be a really good way yeah. if like, uh, oh, you're a team that really cares about professionalism and like open communication and stuff. Like, great. Steve's your, Steve and TL are your team and stuff. I, I didn't even think about the Brandon Sanderson thing. I think that would be kind of interesting if you were just like, hello, I'm running this company. Here's how things have been going. And here's some struggles that we've had. So like you're almost making it kind of a bring. You're really, truly bringing people behind the scenes there on on that type of stuff. Esports I think cool. And yeah, like yeah. just just pull the curtain back and be open. Like, hey, this this year, like I like investors pulled out, you know, like X amount of money or like I don't know how how open you can be. But, you know, like. You know, I think that kind of stuff does endear people to you as a person and mm-hmm. as a team. Like, you know, this guy cares. He's going to tell us things. Yeah. No, I think that's that is actually a pretty good good point. All right. Thank you, Gengarifith, for the call. Anything you want to share? I know we went way off topic on EG. It's it's hard to. No, it's okay. Can I can I say one thing before shout outs? Or yeah. No? Okay. So some people in chat are saying like, uh, well, the team will get distracted by socials. It doesn't even have to be player focused content. Doesn't even have to include the players, right? Like it. Like, Peter Dunn going on everything and talking about and hyping up his players got me so excited for the players. It doesn't have to distract the players from their play. T1 like did so much fucking content, guys. And they're T1. Like, it just... Yeah, it, true. true. It, it's so annoying to me whenever people try to use that fucking excuse on, like, yeah. oh, we got to focus on the game. If you if you go watch any playoffs from the past two splits, T1 do so much in the ramp up during that time as well, and they take the time to do like variety shows with the broadcast as well. Like L- LPL talent gets gets used like crazy, from what I understand too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think even to the point that it doesn't have to be um, the players themselves. I think exactly what the the NA men do, where like they make like the little fan montages and stuff. Like, yeah, you don't need to interview jojo directly or whoever directly to like grab a bunch of things that appeared on the broadcast or in other vlogs and staple them together into like a cutesy edit or like a hype edit or whatever you want to do with it um i think that's how a lot of our like i think a lot of people's initial content when they don't have access to the players themselves end up making content that looks like this and it usually does pretty well so like i think there's a lot of routes yeah i mean i think people especially at the professional level and orgs get so timid about if we're not putting out content that looks professional, it looks high grade, then we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And and I think something that uh, a good friend of mine, also fellow NACL broadcaster Kangas, has repeated to me many a times when we were trying to like put content ideas together, and I almost shot down some of my stuff. He would always tell me, "Don't let perfection be the enemy of good." Like if you've got something that's good, it's got heart. It doesn't matter how fucking scuffed it is people will appreciate that you even put it out. And if you think back to like what made LCS content great in the first place or any of the team like vlogs from the Gamer House era days, it was all scuffed content. But that's why it was so good because like it just, it was genuine. So that's all it so, takes. A great example. Like I heard this, I could be wrong, but whoever is the lowest LP on Team Liquid has to make coffee for the other people or like order their coffees or, or something. Um, I think it's I if was, you're well, at one point in time is I think if you were late or the last person to to the train practice day or something like that. 
but I, I heard this was recent with the all Korean lineup. Oh, okay, okay. Or the all Korean speaking lineup, excuse me. Just like uh, that's great content. Like people like that made me be like, yo, these guys are like having fun together and like doing things. And like I, I think that kind of stuff, if you can capture it to, to when I was at Asset put Week, out like a Twitter video or whatever. Yeah. I told you about this, Mark, I think, but when I was at Asset Week, one of my favorite moments was um who was it? I was on one of the maybe it was on Team Liquid. There's a player who was like learning additional Korean and the other players were teaching him. And it was Jan, I think. And uh it was super cute because this was happening just behind the scenes during in, in between like as they're rotating to the different stations to create content or whatever with all everybody else. I was like secretly the best content is the content that none of us are capturing, which is all these people teaching him how to pronounce stuff like it was super cute and mm -hmm. uh i really like that so that was a fair point fair point all right anyway gang griffith thank you so much anything you want to shout out yeah yeah i want to shout out my wife for letting me be up past midnight uh i don't think she's complaining she's watching k-dramas right now uh <laughs> shout out the nacl because it's been hype moose hater is bog uh shout out freak for continuing to do his Patch rundowns and being transparent, uh, even while being on Riot, it's really cool. Uh, and uh, shout out, sorry, it's my last one. Shout out Kikiriki for letting me enter an ARAM so I can hop back in sub calls because I didn't realize my call was going to be taken and I had given up hope. Apologize <laughs> for going uh, and dying a lot, my bad. Gengar, <laughs> uh, if you know if she, if she's is she watching Mad for each other? Uh, I don't know the current one she's watching on her own. We watch together, falling under your smile right now. Uh, yeah. but I don't know what she's currently on. All right, uh, Mad for I, Each Other's so fucking funny. If if you need one, it's on Netflix. I think it just came out. I, I could be wrong. I don't know when it came out. Actually, and I just watched it. It's so good. I'm down. I'm down. I also really liked Wednesday. That was pretty good. If you're looking for more things to watch, <laughs> Does, has she ever read any Cosmere? <laughs> yeah, actually, like we we listen. Thanks to you all, we listen to the Cosmere on Audible. Uh, so we read our own, but then we listen to the Way of Kings together on Audible when we have to ride together. So that's, that's been really cool. I you listen, Tress. If you haven't read Tress yet, it is really good. Um, I think it's he said in his update this week that it's like one of his best reviewed books ever. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for the call. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Rafa, what's up? You're from Utah. Have you read Brandon Sanderson stuff? I have not. What the fuck? Don't, don't <laughs> read it. Just nothing will make me happier than you continually irritating Travis by not reading Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Do you ever read? Um, bro, are you literate? <laughs> no, I shout at video games for a living, Mark. Uh, I'm not literate. <laughs> Tragic. Um. <laughs> I used to read a lot in high school and early college, and then I got into this game called League of Legends, and that took up most of my free time. Okay, um, right now, the Kindle version of Way of Kings is only $2 on Amazon. It, Bro, he wait, just said he doesn't read much, and you're signing him up for a 400,000-word book? Okay, now, let, let him cook, Mark. Like, <laughs> let, let Travis do a shill. Like, because I have been meaning to check out more books, because... Uh, I have a couple that two friends have given me, and I have them on the back burner, but I've been wanting to have some. Yeah, those books down. fucking suck. Okay. What oh, you want to okay. do is you want to read books by this author named Brandon Sanderson. He's from your state. Well, he's not originally from your state. He lives in your Wait, state. Wait, was he the guy that you visited for? Yes. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I did the interview. Uh, there's an interview on my channel with him. Yeah, uh, Travis yes. is only being allowed back at their estate as if he shows it to like 50 people personally. It's that pyramid scheme again, you know. <laughs> if if you show it to 100 people, you can get invited to Brandon's estate. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually getting a ton of pings from other colleagues saying uh, I need to read a brand. Uh, Wait, which colleagues? Uh, more oh NACL casters. Down Boulevard is pinging me right now. Listen, listen to him right now. So okay, cool. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you haven't been reading for a while, I would start with Mistborn. You could even start with his most recent book, Tress and the Emerald Sea. It's a standalone. Um, but uh, if you are just looking, if you you know, I know you just moved to LA, very expensive, two dollars. All right, two dollars, and you get a book that will last you for super long. All right. That's the show, everybody. Mark, you want to give shout-outs? What do you want to plug? What's going on? Shout-out the Korean drama I totally forgot I was watching. Uh, it's it's actually really funny. It's really cute. Uh, character work is incredible on it. Um, it's called Mad for Each Other. Uh, I also want to shout-out uh, Rafa for coming on. He's going to kill it this weekend, I bet. Thanks, man. If I'm wrong, you guys can let me know. <laughs> let me know. Let, let me know. Not him. No, yeah, no one get in his DMs. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, this was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. Rafa, thank you for coming on. I'm really excited to have you be a part of the LCS. Uh, you know, you might not know this, but I actually predate the LCS. So in some ways, it's on me to welcome you in. Oh, thank you. Uh, and thank so, you. yes, you were probably, I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to assume you were like 12 or something whenever I started. Anyway, welcome to the LCS. Thank you. Anything? Thank what you do you want to shout out and plug? Where can people find you? What are you doing? Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, you can literally find me anywhere at RafaCast. Like I, I'm on pretty much every social media platform. And that's with uh, two A's. It's like double A, double A, right? Yep, double A, double A cast. Um, uh, two more things I want to shout out. Uh, one, uh, obviously NACL uh, weekends, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then. Finally, uh, tomorrow, my roommate Cubby is starting a new podcast uh, with me and Josh. All right. And we're filming here live, Raising NA on his channel. So, How many boom. fucking podcasts does this scene need? <laughs> God forbid anyone make any other kind of content, Travis. Meanwhile, I'm going to make another podcast. <laughs> there You're going to make go. another podcast, Mark? What's going on? Yeah, I feel like I need another podcast. <laughs> All right. Well... Uh, Rift reaction is gone, so I guess you can have that slot. Uh, all right, that's it for me. Uh, stick around. I'm gonna we're gonna try and get a surprise test out this week, which is really fun. We recorded six of them last week. We're gonna be Holy releasing moly. those over the next month and a half. Uh, I'm gonna air one right now. I'm gonna air the rough cut right now on on the stream for people who want to check it out. Uh, but other than that, thank you, Rafa, for coming on. Thank you, Mark, as always. Uh, maybe we'll go on a walk in the next two days. LCS in three days. Also, yes, I, I need to figure out how I'm going to release my content. Like, am I just dropping interviews on Saturday and Sunday? That feels really weird, but might be the way we do this. It's, I don't know. feels strange. This new schedule is going to take some getting used to for all of us. It's so. scary. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been Hotline League. See you next week. See ya.